previously on AFTN. Well, uh, Canada was in the Toulon tournament. Yeah. Was. It's was. T- hey. Oh, I haven't heard the results so, today. Yeah, I'll tell you what the results oh. So this week. Um, they, I thought they advanced. They, they the qualified. I'll let you know what happened. Okay. I've been so busy today. I so missed. what happened was they are in. This is too long already. This, I know. So if you guys let me talk, then we'll, we'll get this through too, this. Too long. <laughs> so there's. Uh, uh, oh, I get that now. Um, <laughs> Again, and welcome to another episode of There's Still Time, the AFTN Soccer Show. Broadcasting from CITR Radio Studios at the beautiful University of British Columbia on the unceded Musqueam Territory. If you're listening to this show in the podcast, this is episode 275. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Steve Pander. And I'm Zachary Adam Eisenheimer. And I, I can't believe it. Vancouver Whitecaps are Stanley Cup champions, I believe. <laughs> wait, 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 what? I just saw the Caps won the Stanley Cup. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> tremendous. If I'd known they played hockey as well, I'd have taken a bigger interest in it. But, oh, oh I mean, I'm, I'm stoked for them. It's that After the Voyagers Cup, I think that's, a, that's their second most important trophy <laughs> that we've won. I'm, I'd I'm, wanted Robbo out. <laughs> I, Shocked. I am tired, and therefore I think I'm more susceptible to laughing at your humor. Oh, well, that was, that was, the other big news, which I just found out before I left, because I was following it live this morning, then forgot all about it, and then checked before I left, Scotland beat England, not in the Toulon tournament, sadly, they, they lost that one 3-1 or 4-1, I think it might have been the 3-1. It was 3-1 in the semis, yeah. It felt like 4-1 by the end. They led 1-0, but they beat England at cricket. Oh, that's not bad. One day that's international. A, is, isn't that a pretty much of a surprise? Yeah, they Shock. set their highest ever, I think, 371. Oh, that's a good run to mm. Beat England by six runs. Congratulations. Lost the darts World Cup final to Holland. Oh, those Dutch, though. Yeah. they got to win something. No, no one likes the Dutch. I'm glad they're not in the World Cup. Are you talking about the... the oh, no. Uh, the restaurant place, the Dutch? Is that what you're talking about? Oh, I like, I like the pancakes, Oh, actually. the pancake so, Yeah, that's okay. okay. That's good, I was worried. Yeah, but that, that's our waffling over. We've got a lot of football <laughs> chat ahead of, of you now. We're going to talk Whitecaps against Orlando. We're going to just talk Whitecaps in general. MLS, some Canadian PL stuff. Have to say straight off the bat, though, that our surprise guest that we teased last week bailed on us. I blame Zach for that. I'm just hoping you guys can remain friends. I, I hope we can as well. 
But we will have our surprise guest later. He just is not able to make it this week. Um, like like your shirt says, Michael. Yes. There's, there's still time. There's still there's time. There's still time, as the name of the show is. But we also have some interviews with you this week. We're going to speak to Stefan Marinovich, find out how his, his recovery Ooh. is going and why he brings a stuffed dog places with him. We're going to speak to Simon Colline as well, whose name I learned is now Colline and not Colin. And we're also going to speak to Marco Carducci, which Steve had a, a chat with him as well. But we'll kick things off, as always, with Whitecaps match in review. What, what's the time in Orlando just now? I think it's five past. Yeah, five, five past, past two. Bendick. Bendick. <laughs> five past Bendick, right. Bendick like Bendick. TFC reject? Yes. Luis Cesar's water boy? Well, not Luis. <laughs> yes. Was, was it Luis Cesar? I don't know. The, 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 Brazil, the, oh, yes. the Brazil keeper. Yeah, he only signed to get himself in the World Cup yeah, or something. And then, yeah. and then Bendik had to carry his water around. And, yeah. But yeah, fantastic result in some ways. Not some fantastic in other ways. Just quick thoughts on this one off the bat. It was entertaining. It was yeah. a win. They're unbeaten they, in six. And they finished. But yeah, unbeaten in six going into the World Cup break. Now five the, five le- goals. A legitimate unbeaten streak. Yes, because they've got some wins in le- there. Yeah, there's some wins in there. Gave two bad ones up. We really should have had more, actually, as well. Yeah. Gen- general feelings and just our usual marks out of ten for this one. It's uh, it was sorry, it was Julius Caesar. Someone just tweeted at us. F- fact checker. Yeah. Someone's tweeted us already. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hul- Julio Caesar. Julius. Julius? Caesar. Did Julio? he tweet us himself? <laughs> Caesar salad. Um. So. Um, he, he gets on well with Romaine. Oh, does he? Yeah. Um. I. I. I if you go out of ten. And I am going to mark them down because of those two goals against. I, oh, and we'll talk about that later. I'm going to give it a similar score to last week, and that's an eight. Yeah, I was an eight as well. Oh, I thought I was I was going to say like 8.5 to nine. I thought I was, you guys were going to be like 9.5, 10. No, because no. it's just those two goals were just sloppy. The, so sloppy. And yeah. well, you're, you're giving goals up against 10 men as well. Good, okay. Yeah. No, we'll, I, we'll come to all I, that. Yeah, I, I agree. The, 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 this is one of those games where it's hard not to be super excited because of the number of goals, because of there was actual finishing, uh, calls went your way, all these kinds of things. But there are a number of things that should still be concerning, right? You have Orlando yeah. traveling across the country, having a player they sent did off. Come in a charter, scored. Though. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. I, I was going to ask you. Yes, that. they okay. did. Oh, they I'll tell you a little bit more oh, about that later. Oh, on. I look forward to that. So is it still flying across the, the continent yeah. or whatever, or most of the continent? And then giving up the thing that's the yeah the kicker is giving up two goals when you're up, when a you're man. up a man, yeah. especially that first one just was just like really but, disappointing. I mean, we've seen White Cats teams in the past though. Once they do give up a goal to ten men, their head goes down. So I, I do want to focus more on the positives, at least for for part of it. Part two will probably look more at the negatives. Well. Let's talk about the right off the bat. They're lucky they weren't down early. Oh yeah, so here's the, here's a big positive. Brian, Brian Rowe, Rowe made a couple of big saves. The first one off uh, Will Johnson. Will Johnson. Canada, Canada's then, Will Johnson. Yeah, and then Chris Mueller, uh, the second yes. one, which was a more of a Mueller. tighter angle, but that would have gone in if if Rowe didn't get his hand to that one either. That, and I called him unathletic uh, last week, and I think like more unathletic than Marinovich yeah. was, and I think he did show some athleticism. That was, that was especially definitely the first Rowe's best game as a white cap for sure. Yeah. And because he had, uh, he had a chance to make a save, save of the week for that one off Will yeah. Johnson. Because I mean that that was fantastic. That was really good. But 
I, what I do want to say about that chance that Johnson had, where was the marking? Yeah, that was he another... He was in acres of room. The ball just came through to him. There's no one anywhere near him. The, the Orlando really over... For a 10-yard radius, there yeah. was no one. Orlando really overloaded that box. And that I think Will Johnson found some space because that ball kind of... The same way that the ball was came from the opposite side and... There were a lot of white cap players just trying to get to it, but they couldn't, and it just slipped right to the other side. Yeah. And well, they thought Will Johnson out. never scores at BC play, <laughs> <laughs> especially bring, from edge of boxes and you, stuff. You just got to bring that up every time for I Zach. Do. Yeah. It hurts me as well. Oh yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, it was inside the last one that was heartbreaking. Was inside the box. Was it? I thought it was just outside. I can't remember. I have kind of blocked it out, but I, I yeah. did think it was just outside. I was standing behind the players' bench, so my depth perception on it was not oh. the greatest. White Cats did take the lead. Yeah. Nine minutes before half time, what a run from Alfonso Davies! And we'll gush about Davies in part two. But first, the tackle from Felipe, who set up the, yes. the run. Basically, it was Suarez with the great tackle last week yeah. that set up a goal. Felipe this time. I mean, Davies was electric in that run. In the first half, actually, he he really gave a, a torrid time to the Orlando defenders. Will Johnson hacked him down before he was off injured. Then in the second half, Allen had a his hands full with him as well. They basically had no answer for him. That The highlights just keep kind of showing the end of the run, which doesn't really do it justice. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it was a great run by Davies, coolly finished by Kamara. Great to finally see Kamara getting back on the score sheet after a bit of a dodgy run. And the thing is, Davies, uh, he made the run from before the uh, half line. Um, he picked up the ball there, got past the first defender with speed, and then... I think Will Johnson was giving him the inside because he didn't want him to get to the byline. Yeah. But I don't think it helped because he was able to almost stop on... It felt like he stopped on a dime and was able to find Kamara. Well, he, or he did it in full motion. He, I can't he remember did almost, exactly. It was like a, almost like a step over yeah. type thing that was kind of awkward. But then it didn't matter because his layoff was good and the yeah. finish was... Perfect, yeah. Precision. Yeah. Sasha Kleshton nearly brought them back just before half time, but I mean, Rose Dutall kind of did everything he did to put him off. Yeah. Second half, Caps came out. They they looked strong. There's a couple of chances. Kamara hit the side netting. Yeah. Fonzie had the one which Bendit kind of saved. Tachera saved it initially and put it to almost like put it out. But Davies showed right there again. No, anybody else? Like w- flash. And anybody else wouldn't have got to that ball. Davies yeah. was able to, but still shot they it wide. Blasted it over. Yeah. And then turning point, you could say. I mean, Rose save you could class as the turning point. But I mean, the big turning point really, if there's a red card, it's a turning point. Fifty eighth minute, and but right th- away, Steve said to me, "That's <laughs> bad for us." And what did you say to him? I was like, "Yeah, probably." And six minutes later, the pessimistic pair were proved correct. No, no. What I said was, I said, why is Orlando wasting their time arguing over this when they know they should know well, that yeah, the Whitecaps don't well. play that well? But, you, you, but yeah, yeah, because they were they were they were just it was wouldn't a get on with the game. Tackle to do in a yellow card. Well, yeah. and knowing how the referee was dishing out the cards in but, that first but half. We, and you think you think it was Alfonso Davies would get that? We were talking about Alf- so whoever gets Alfonso Davies is going to get that second yellow. Yeah. But it was Jake Nowitzki RJ with a great Allen. run. Should have been sent off before yeah, that for a couple me times. because he had two in the space of three, four minutes. Yeah. And the second one, the he referee got, he gave got him his a chance. last warning, yeah. and he was a lucky, lucky lad. And I think because of that, that probably then cost him the red a few minutes later. Because it wasn't, a, it, to me, it wasn't a horrendous. It wasn't, but it was. But it was a bookable offence. Yes. And if he hadn't been booked, you'd right away say he deserves a yellow card. So just because he's on a yellow, yeah. to me, that just shouldn't matter a jot. Yeah. It was. It was. It was foolish. Yeah. Yeah, but then, talking of foolish, we let Orlando back into it. Yeah. Now, 
That seems to be the case. I don't know if I'm just watching these games with blue and white tinted glasses on, but Jason Christ thought Orlando were like the best team in the first half and again dominated play and took the game to Vancouver. I, I, Jason's I a very confident fellow. I don't think it was... Do- mm. I, I, would, I can't say it was dominating. I would say that they had their chances, mm. but I definitely don't say dominating. But we'll play a bit of Jason Christ later. and I, He was very strange afterwards, but yeah, we'll, we'll come to that. But yeah, I he's mean, on. A, he, they're on a long losing streak too, apparently. Yeah, Sasha Kleshin though did what Sasha Kleshin does. Why you've spent yeah. money bringing a, a guy in to to do things? He, he opened, Put away. Nice little celebration, looking straight at the camera. I like when good timing. Yeah. He, he opened up his he opened up his foot right and just kind of let it kind of go it, off. It, we yeah. did, redirected it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it didn't take too long for the Whitecaps to get no. back. Twelve minutes about, and they had some chances before that. But that another controversial play. Yeah, one of many over the and afternoon. It's something that we didn't realize that there was a rule change no. because there was no BC Soccer headlines probably back then, <laughs> and we didn't know exactly. So this this is uh, it, it ended up uh, Jordan Much took a shot from outside, just outside the box, yes. set up by Teixeira or by somebody. He took the shot. It was stopped by the keeper. Alfonso Davies right there to put it in. We thought it was offside, even no. and, and and we saw the I think it was Coleman who was on on yeah, outside, 10. yeah. yeah. He was outside. We thought because he was out off the pitch. Yeah, him and that it would He be also offside. had kicked Nerwinski in the face, yes. which didn't seem Previous. to get reviewed no. either. So it was right in front of us, yeah. two or three, two or four, and right away we were just like, no. And we remembered the Euro or with Euro, whatever when it, when there was big kerfuffle over this. Yes, yeah. with Holland. Yeah, that was when everything. Yeah. yeah, and it was like well, right away as soon as that as soon as the goal happened, as soon as they were looking, Ma- Massimo was like, no, remember the Euro? He's legit. We saw him. He was. Off the field, but he still counts as being in play. Now, yep. if he, if he, no, uh, I'd look, maybe you guys would know this. And I, I was going to ask you yesterday, but I forgot to. If he was injured, say he was injured and completely out, like the risky was like, would out. The only way that would work is if he, only way he would, it wouldn't count it in terms of the offside is if he'd been permission, given permission to go up. Yeah. Because okay. if, if one of the rules are as a player, and I found out this hard, <laughs> this is the hard way once, not as a player, but as a coach, you can't leave. The field of play without the referee's permission. Well, yes, Johnson we did. talked about well, yeah. Johnson Johnson did. Did that in the right. first half. Today, yeah, right. yesterday. That's so, because right. I, I was coaching a, a men's team once, helping out some some friends, and a guy came and changed his boots because of the surface or the rain or whatever, and the ref came over all angry and gave him a yellow card. And I was just like, wait, what? And then someone was like, yeah, you you can't do that. And I was like, yeah, because oh, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I, I either forgot about it or just didn't know that that rule had changed. But I was speaking to a guy that's there. He's an assessor for, for MLS on referees and coaches. He kind of monitors it all. What a great job. Uh, yeah. And he explained Lots to me. Lots of work to do. Yeah, he had a lot of work to do yesterday, he was telling me. So he explained to me that if a player's off the pitch, it counts that he's on the goal line. Yeah. So thus Fonzie was onside. Yeah. So basically that goal counted. They got ahead 2-1. And then, I'm also not sure yeah. if Orlando knew that as well. Because no, they, I don't well, think they, they did. seemed very adamant that it wasn't. Um, and then uh, the other, then obviously minutes later, yeah, they got a third goal. VAR is called VAR came again. again, yeah. Um, Reyna gets taken down this time. On first look, I thought it, was, I thought it wasn't a penalty. I, I thought, thought it, it wasn't either. We thought it was a clean tackle. If you well. look at yeah. one of the penalties, I think it was Tom from my two photographers. He's got the perfect Perfect shot of the tackle and you see he takes him out so yeah guys next to me again Massimo was like no dude it was dead on a penalty and then I saw the big screen I was like okay my first thing was as well it wasn't because let's be honest Reyna did go down fairly easily in the The first first half half, one of the tackles that's that would never happen. No. I personally think, I think he was just. I think I don't think he was diving. I, I think no. he was just avoiding but uh, I think getting what, clipped. What yeah. might save him from an embellishment fine is he pointed to the corner flag, so he didn't appeal for, oh. for a, a penalty, penalty. Yeah, 
But yeah, I mean, Reina brought down. Kamara steps up after a VAR review that took about two minutes. Kamara, at training on Friday, they were doing penalties. <laughs> you going to bring this up? Yeah. <laughs> what, was the, what was the time between the goals? I can't remember now. Uh, there was a uh, 76th minute was the... Yeah, and it was the, 84 that Kamara actually right. scored. So, yeah. Then I think 87. Right. So, so what happened in our section was... Now, there were some people who initially did not want to go along with this. But after they go... Because we like to sing... There's usually some songs, certain songs we sing after goals. And usually there's one, but we decided, oh, let's not sing the one. Let's do a couple other kind of celebratory kind of songs. So we started to sing... Um, Oh man, we started to sing. Oh, the song. Um, and here's to you, Carl Robinson. Always knew we'd score another goal. And like while we were singing it, they scored the they scored the. <laughs> so the people who weren't too happy were kind of like, okay, that that that's, that was fine. But what I was going to say about Reina, they had a penalty thing as they do at the end of a lot of training. Kamara and Stuart Kerr's son saved three penalties in a row. Fantastic saves as well they pulled off. Wait, how old is his son? 20, 21. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, he's not like a four-year-old. That, that would be very embarrassing I thought he was guys. like Milo's age or something. But Kai Kamara was one of the three saves, and he stepped him and said, like, I don't miss these, and he missed it. So I was a little bit worried when he was taking this penalty. But he and took it smoothly. After the this last one, one yeah. which he just about got in as well in well, Columbus. It was good that Julio Cesar's former water bottle carrier went the other way. But yeah, it was great. Three one then, then, and then and then Alfonso Davies really took over the later. last two next two goals. Yeah, basically it was his runs. Uh, first one was on the left side, C- cross it over. Reina tapping, very simple goal for him. Lovely. And Reina ta- pointed at Lovely. Co- Davies right after the after the pa- goal was scored. Oh, it was the first one. No, no, he, point, he pointed oh, at him again. again. Yeah, ah. and then and then Nico scores uh, his uh, first goal of the year, and again this time it was uh, Davies coming down the middle. Yeah, yeah, Kamara yeah. on the left, Nico on the right. Yeah, because I I was saying to Steve as soon as he played it to Nico, I was like, oh, Kai's not going to like that. He's on for a hat trick. Yeah, and, and so then, then he scored. So Nico okay. scored. Yeah, Nico scored. Um, it was a, he got it through the legs of the defender, uh, through again, the through who, the hand of the keeper. Julio Cesar's understudy should have done better with yeah. that. One. He certainly should have. Nico, whenever he gets a goal, he just looks so happy. Yeah. It's lovely. And to you see. you had to t- you t- you could tell though he's just like. Okay, it's five one. I better not celebrate this too big. <laughs> he just stood there and kind of. Didn't put his he score arms the in. fifth goal in the San Jose game too? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. he scored fourth and fifth in yeah. the space yeah. of a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. but the the good vibe ended quickly. The, the guy that we don't want <laughs> to do well, popcorn boy. Judas is you said, husband. but Dwyer. I think somebody was saying, uh, was it you that says all we want is now Dwyer to get sent off yeah, with I the red, that. and then he ended up scoring. Yeah, so that, that was just complete later. it. That was that was very disappointing. Yeah. And Robbo was certainly not happy after that. Yeah, that's the first thing you brought up in the post-game. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear from Robbo in part two. Just before we, we wrap this segment up, though, it's like, it was great to score five. We can't keep giving two goals up. No. In I, games. I guess if we score if we score three, four, five, does it matter? Goal difference at the end of the season could come into things. Has Emelis told everyone what the tiebreakers are yet this year? <laughs> I don't know. They usually get that in July. Or It'll August, change in they? July depending yeah. on where we are. It was cheap again losing those two goals. Yeah. Robo wasn't happy as we said. We'll hear about that. Did it taint the performance for you? I Like like I said at the beginning, if not for that, that especially the second goal. The first goal I can understand. You, you Sometimes you uh, get a little lazy going against 10 men but that second goal when you just completely like disappeared and you just let him walk through that was a more disappointing for me it'll be good to hear 
it'll be good to hear the Carl, Carl talking about this, but it both have to be concerning. You 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 can't be giving away goals to 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 ten to ten men. No, well like, that, like that, they have. that that's the that's the really disappointing thing. Well, two disappointing things: cheap cheap goals. Because he said it was lazy, and it was lazy defending, and that's what just drives you nuts as a as a coach and as a as a supporter as well. But again, you're playing against ten men, and the ten men look better and look like the team that has the man advantage. It, 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 but and, the, and it was a it was a poor Orlando team. But to be fair, it did the one thing it did do. It, it played into Vancouver's hands because they could allow Orlando come at them and knew that they had the pace Which of Davies what, to counter. Yeah, Robo wanted that. That yeah. was his game plan, and it didn't happen early on. So then it did happen, yeah. and and you saw the, effect, the end results. Yeah. And there were some great individual performances. We'll talk about them in part two and hear from both coaches as well. And we'll be back with that. After this. Hi, I'm Carl Robinson. Uh, you're listening to the AFTN podcast. And I tell you what, the Whitecaps certainly took five. High fiving, five of the best, bunch of fives handed to Orlando. Whatever five analogy you want to use. Five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. Remember Booker T? Mm, He would do that, remember? mm. Five time champion? That was the the justified entrance of Moo Moo there, one of Scotland's best rap acts from their Shag Time album. Wasn't that a song? Yeah, it was. It sampled. Okay. Yeah, I, I cut out the actual rapping bit. Okay, gotcha. I just went to the bit about five. Also from the 1987 album, 1987, What the F is Going On, which I own. What the football's going on? Yeah, I own that. And it was deleted after the first week because they'd sampled all these songs and they weren't allowed to. So it's worth a bit of money. The game. The game. Back to the game. <laughs> You are listening as well to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio, broadcasting from the University of British Columbia at the unceded Musqueam Territory. So we, we talked in the, the first half there that, yeah, Robbo wasn't very happy about some stuff. Jason Christ was not very happy as well. After the match... But they were so dominant in the first I half. <laughs> After he did his talk, he, he was just he was standing, just staring. He was like a statue. It was bizarre. He was like in a trance. It looks like the pressure may be getting to him. They did take the they did take a charter from Orlando to here, and then they're taking the same charter to Montreal because ridiculously they play on Wednesday. The World Cup break has not started for some teams yet. I also don't think, like from the Whitecaps' point of view, if you have one game off, it's a bye week. It's not a World Cup break. That's semantics, but that's not a World Cup break. It's one game. Well, the, to be fair, the one thing is. The World Cup won't have started when that game is on. 
No. That, so. Yes, I guess technically, yeah. And okay. and and like you said, you you're saying that he's feeling the pressure. They, uh, I just checked. They they they're losers of five in a row. Yep, they'd won six, so they won six. They took five. Yeah, they won yeah. six in a row, and then they went five in a row. So yeah. they took five as well. But let's hear now from Jason Christ and Robo. Start wearing purple, wearing purple. Start wearing purple for me now. For you, it looked like there was a, a surge uh, right after Don Dwyer had come in. What happened to kind of fizzle that out? Probably the ejection against us or the penalty kick decision against us. Uh, I think those were those were difficult to deal with. Uh, the second goal against us, I think, was extremely difficult to deal with. Again, for me, uh, for me at the moment, you know can't play 90% well and I've been saying now for five games in a row we're playing 90% well the problem with that thinking is that it tends tends to make you forget about the 10% and for me that's the difference right now because I think again another night where we start off the game and we're just dictating things we're bossing things on their field Uh, and then we give the ball away one time in the middle of midfield we have we're disorganized with where our players are they go right down the field and score the very first chance that they have. Um, and for me, that's just, it's, it's too many times. Uh, it's too many times that we're making critical mistakes at critical moments. It's too many times that critical decisions are going against us at critical moments. Uh, and so maybe that's what we need to be focused on right now is that 10%. Uh, we need players to step forward. Uh, we need players to decide that enough is enough. Do you address certain players to do that? I think that we're going to have to talk to some individual players about the performances that we're seeing. Uh, we're going to have to expect more. We're going to have to demand more. You know, because, you know, again, it's not to say that everything's bad because it's not. A lot of positive things. Um, but at the end of the day, we need that extra 10%. And for a game like tonight, too, how much can you just credit at least Vancouver in their game outside of the calls? I think Vancouver did exactly what they do, and they did it well. Uh, they transitioned really well. They transitioned when we lost that ball in the midfield in the first half. They got right at us. Two passes later, it's in the back of our net. I think you saw it when we're down a man and down goals. They transitioned really well to, to then blow us out of the water. And with there being as many bookings as there were tonight, how do you address that amongst the group? Or do you feel like you need to? For me, for me, there was a great imbalance tonight about what was a caution and what was not a caution. And you saw by looking at the statistics, that the cautions, unfortunately, kept on going to the purple shirts. And for me, I'll say this, I've said it many times, I have to say it again now, because it's too many games in a row. But for me, this team and this club get absolutely zero respect from the freeze. None. We go to a place like this, every critical decision went Vancouver's way. Fine. It's their home field. But when are we going to see the same thing in Orlando? Why is that the case? I don't know. I have no answers for you. This is a moment where I get to be like a lot of other people in the world and just ask questions and point out negativities and walk away. A, a very good performance uh, from the first minute. I thought we set out our tone. We knew our, uh, the tactical game plan. We knew that they're a good possession-orientated team. We knew that where they were weak and vulnerable. Um, but we had to be patient and wait for our chances to come along. And there's two periods in the game where. You know, everyone will see the score 5-2 and go away with smiles. There's two periods that really irk me. And the first one is when we they go down to 10 men, we concede a goal. We just got a little bit lazy 
in our decision making. Uh, our movement wasn't good enough, our passing wasn't sharp enough and we conceded the goal and we make a game that is very comfortable um, interesting. And the second one is we're 5-1 up, you give away, you mess about with the ball on the box, you don't do that, you respect the game, you respect football. 5-1 um, is the result it should be, uh, unfortunately it's 5-2, so that's why I've got a face like thunder. Big night for Alfonso Davies, a goal and three assists, uh, just talk to us about his uh, performance this evening. Terrific, uh, terrific. Uh, I've challenged him a couple of times to start games better because I think that he uh, is a little bit slow, uh, being you know with his reactions and uh, his decision making and things like that in the early parts of, of games. And as you know, especially when the second half kicks on after maybe forty, well, fifty-five to sixty minutes, he kicks on. He gets his second win, but he needs to do that from the first minute to the ninety-fourth minute. And I think he'd done that today. And full credit to him because he got his reward. Obviously, a goal. You know, he, he missed an easier chance actually when the keeper made a save by putting it over and. He set up three good goals, but there were still areas where I think he could have got about seven or eight assists tonight. So still areas to work on. Very good performance from him, um, but pleased. Yeah, it's a really good question, but you know, it's I talk all the time, and, you, and I think you get annoyed with me because I try and protect him a little bit. I know that there's vultures out there, uh, good and bad. And I'm just trying to let him develop at his rate. I think you've seen since I played him two years ago when he was 15 years of age to where he is now. His body's changing, his, his mindset's changing, and it's important we take time with him. But when he performs like that, there's no hiding him. You know, he's, he'll be on all over the TVs and all over the newspapers. But while he's here, he'll continue to work hard and he'll continue to get better. The four attackers you have up front, how good is their chemistry right now at this point? And how, is this the most dangerous four you have had at, at the Whitecaps? Yeah, I think so. I think they're in good form at the moment. You know, I got asked, I think, last week, does the break come at a good time? It probably doesn't, no, because the boys are playing with loads and loads of confidence. And, you know, we scored five goals and everyone's happy. We, we could have scored a lot more goals than that. Um, so they're playing with a freedom uh, within the team structure, within the, the team tactical game plan, as people talk about. But it's about players. I talk all the time. You know, coaches throughout the league are, are, are pretty good and they, they set up their game plans and that lot. But it's about your players and it's making your players happy. It's making them comfortable. But it's, it's not letting them off the hook as well. And since we've had a little tweak in our formation, I've, not, I've made it clearer for them on the defensive side of the game and it's, it's actually allowed them to be more dangerous in attacking areas and, and you see that again today. The gaffer is there. Jason Christ, certainly not happy. As you heard, he they get no respect from referees. None at all. And he doesn't know why. I mean, why? Maybe the referee for us from Austin. The, there's another Christ question that I really wanted to, to keep in, but I couldn't because you can't make out his answer because those stupid cannons that they've got behind the goal that they always let off after the game. The I don't think they're stupid they're during the they're game. They're fart cannons. Basically. Yeah, I like, them, I like them during the game. But they you let what? him off right during his answer, which the question, one of the guys who travelled from Orlando was said, have you got to the stage now where you might need to change your attack? Justin Merriam in particular, he, I mean, he's not doing what you brought him here to do. And Christ was just like, 
do not ask me about individual players. Oh, and yeah, that, I think I've heard that, you do that before. That was the end of the interview. Yeah, I think But I've you re- couldn't make it out because it went, as he gave his answer. Yeah. Very disappointing. You like those during the game? I, I quite like them, yeah. I like pyrotechnics and things. It's not really you pyrotechnics, it's just the gas. Maybe, maybe we could literally ship those ones to East Fife. Oh, well, we don't score much, so <laughs> we've just lost our striker to our big rivals as well. So, um, But yeah, we'll talk about some of the, the players' performances. Robbo not happy there. Got a, a tweet during that from, say, Lucy, Chris Corrigan, who said he, he's glad to hear that Robbo wasn't happy. Because you don't want... It's easy for a coach to come out after a 5-2 win and be all pleased and stuff. So I'd like I liked hearing Robo. Look, I was going to ask. Them. I was going to ask. That was going to be my question eventually. I was going to start off with that because I figured that that would like irk him if we, you know, you know, yeah. talked about giving up two goals after you know yeah. scoring five. But he brought it up on his own actually without really much prompt. Well, quick chat about the defense. Centre backs. Henry had a cracking tackle. In yeah. the first half? First, it, half, first half of that was uh, kind of led to the question chance too. That he's, oh like, yeah, wide cause, but it was cause a it, yeah. crunching. T- I I enjoyed that. That was good. Um, so I mean that was good. Him and Aha, I thought had a, a good understanding again. Yeah, I don't think they were to blame for those goals because those goals were both no. kind of coming, yeah. from coming from the wide areas. Yeah. Um, the one Jake Jake had tucked in, and so the flank yeah, was yeah. wide open for the yeah. cross. Well, one of the questions we had is when Kendall comes back from the World Cup, if Kendall comes back from the World Cup. <laughs> And if all the rumours we may be saying an El Salvadorian centre-back as well, Dominguez, 21-year-old. Roberto Dominguez. And no relation to Diego Rodriguez. I don't think so, because okay. they're from different countries. They're very close together, though. But Thunder Bay, close to Thunder mm, Bay. As close as that. <laughs> Is so, that as close? <laughs> so we, we did ask, who who should be Kendall's partner when he returns? Should it be Aha? Yeah. Should it be Henry? And I, Should I, it be someone new? I phrased it when Waston returns. I didn't say if. Um, if. I didn't want to scare people. Well, we said Daniel Henry, Jose Ha, someone new. It was pretty decisive. Uh, just under 75% said Daniel Henry. Really? Yes. I, wow. I voted for Aha. <laughs> um, uh, again. Maybe not a big surprise there. 23% said Aha. And then a couple, uh, two, three, two and a half percent said uh, someone new. Hmm. And no one said Aaron Mond. Well, we didn't put that as we an option. We didn't put that as an option. He was in the 18th. Yeah, yeah, but if he's here beyond the end of July, I'll... I'll be amazed. I still think he could stick around. I, t- I tell you He'll what. He'll be a, f- a good fourth centre-back We've option. said before, I don't think Aaron Mond did anything wrong. And it would be easy for his head to go down and to like look really miserable at training. He always has a smile on his face. And I like to see that from a player. It's like he's working hard at training. I, I, I like the guy. I'd like to see him get another chance. There is a chance. There could be a sending off. Who knows? He, he might come into it. But, but we'll see. The the better Costa Rica do, the more chance we might have to rely on on Aaron Morn getting a, a game anyway. So, Steve, Steve, who would you prefer? Out of the two, I would... The thing is, Donya Henry and Kendall Watson are very similar players, it seems like to me, uh, with the physicality and everything. Yeah. So it might be better as a Jose Aja to kind of complement each other, but I do th- do like the way Donya Henry looks at this point. Jose Aja's balls, I think, are better. Yeah, possibly, going forward. I, I, I would uh I would probably go with Danielle. I think well, I think that they are different actually. Oh, uh, you think yeah, well I'm, I'm I think uh, Danielle's more similar to Kendall than Jose is, obviously. That's what I meant by that. No, I think Jose is more similar to Kendall personally, but I could be wrong. Um uh, no, the one I, thing I, the one thing I, I like is I think Kendall is quick um over over the longer. Like yeah, yeah. He, when he gets, if he can get going. If he's once fine. he gets going, he's like a free trade basically. But I think Danielle is quick all, like always pretty quick and so 
I, w- I would probably f- prefer Danielle's pace next to Kendall's as opposed to Jose Ajas. So positive marks for the center backs. Mm. What about the fullbacks? I, I think that's kind of mixed reviews I didn't at this think point. Jake had a great game, I, but a better well, game than previous games. Yeah, it, well, it wasn't bad, bad, but there was a couple of times. Yeah, he, he got the he got them to ten men yes, with his, that yeah. one run. She again had some good moments, had some bad moments. First half, which I, I'm obsessed with, I know, and Steve's probably fed up with me pointing this out in the press box every game. Marcel de Jong gave up a lot of space, yeah, space. as left back. Breck Shea was giving up even more space, and he was not closing down as quickly as Marcel did. And yeah. he was lucky on a couple of occasions that Orlando did not punish him. You cannot give up the amount of space. He was getting so sucked into the middle. I, I, oh yeah, well, De Jong's not fit, right? No, but he, he was back at training this right. week. So he was in 18. No, so he yeah. should, soon. Yeah, I, I would, I would, uh, uh, this squad, I would definitely choose Marcel De Jong as the left back. However, if you're going to play uh, Alfonso Davies and Breck Shea together on the left side, this is much, the much better way. Oh, yes. Which, oh, for which sure. we've said yes. from the beginning of the year. Did, someone, someone Angus, did, uh, Angus Walker. Yeah. I got Angus the tweet Walker. right here. Angus yeah. Walker at Angus Walker said, didn't I say on your last on your show last month that Davies and Shea should start every game on the left? How did we do in the last two games? It allows Fonzie to drift back forward and even swap left, right with Tichera. Totally confuses the opposition. He can run them ragged. Yeah. Mm. I, I do agree with that. I totally agree but with that. But I, I, I still think that Marcel De Jong is – a very capable left back. I think he would be. I would trust him more than Brexit at left back. Yeah, I would. I would yeah. too. Yeah. The, the other tweet I saw said it's very brave of the Whitecaps to to go with a DP left back. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Brexit in Vancouver again? Because <laughs> <laughs> he loves it here. He loves the fish. Yeah, that's midfield quickly. Felipe. Good again. Uh, very solid. Yeah. Gazal played better than I thought he was because you said he yeah, wasn't Gazal, he wasn't practicing. I, did, that I much. didn't see Gazal on the train pitch on yeah. Friday because Juarez was meant to be in the starting lineup, but then, then obviously the little became Baba. A dad again, yeah. yeah. But but I, a Canadian I, international. I, I was partially joking about Brexit. You, you understand. Oh I mean, yes, I know. Obviously there's the, there's a lot going on there. But I th- what is that? What are you doing? I told you I was twisting my elbow. Oh, I sorry. hurt my elbow right, really sorry. bad. I said to ignore it if I'm ever I doing know, this. I didn't know if that was a time thing. No, no, no. Oh, I, I thought we were doing something. Karate kid? Yeah. No, no, my elbow's messed okay, up right sorry, now. Sorry. Um no, like Brexit has made contributions this year. So yeah. I, I I'm not trying to, to slag him in that way. I just I do wonder why I, I do wonder why his I do I, wonder why his option was taken. Yeah, I I do quite like him at left back though I know he might not think that that's his favourite position but I've, I've liked what he's with, with Marcel De Young out and Alfonso Davies in front of him sure yeah the front guys now obviously everyone's going to be talking about Alfonso Davies yeah it's hard not to he was outstanding but Jordi he could oh. and should yeah. have had more yeah they, uh, so and I know that it's like no, no, he's no. got a goal and three assists, and you're like, "What? Come on!" But no, no, no. I, I, some of the decisions he made, some of the balls he played, some of the shots he had. Yeah, that's what he needs to improve and on. You heard Robo talk about it there. Yeah, and and hopefully this is what the coaching staff is doing, saying, "Hey, good job," but let's talk about the areas where you, you can still improve, because when you have some of the uh, abilities that he has, you can just rely on those only and not improve other areas of your game. And then you become less effective or less dynamic, and that's what I'm worried about him after a game like this, where he uses his pace to expose the weakness of 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 Orlando's right side, which I think he got the better of Will Johnson to begin with, and then totally had the better of R.J. Allen when they were ten when they were playing with ten yes. men. And so I was concerned by the post game comments as well, where he said he he knows he starts slow. 
Well, no, that was that was basically because Robbo mentioned it. And then the oh, did so someone ask him? Somebody, I told him that the okay. gaffer said that you you start slow, and so obviously he's probably not going to disagree with Robinson yeah. at that point. Yeah, but um, but my my biggest thing with uh, him, and I know you guys are harping on the fact that decision making. Remember, I know this is mentioned quite a bit. He is seventeen years old, and this will come with experience. Like Michael's got a big shocked look on his face, uh, but uh, he, he this will come with experience where he'll be able to make those runs. And not even have to think about it because yeah. of the, what he's done in the past. He'll just make the right move, and I think he's capable of learning that and getting ingrained in his in his head where he doesn't even. It's a split second decision he's done. I agree with you, Steve. Yeah. I agree with you. And, and and everything I everything I just said yeah. is in no way meant to take away yeah, yeah, anything oh, no, from his I performance. Know. I, that's why I was trying it's, to get it's just, across. It's as just well. like if he keeps he playing, was outstanding. Oh yeah, if he keeps playing, and MO, that, that's MOS, why I wanted to mention that because yeah. I don't want I yes. don't want people to think that you guys are harping on no, him because yeah. no, but it's just. That's what he can do. He's capable of but so much think, more. Yeah, yeah. Can you think of what he could be if yeah. he can just hone these little aspects. If he of can his continue, game. continue to improve his and crossing, consistency yeah. as well. Yeah, continue to improve his crossing and be more consistent with it, and continue, as you said, Steve, to improve his decision decision making. Which I think comes I, with I think the crossing on the deck, he's fine now. Yeah. I think he's really done well on on laying the ball off, like you said, especially yeah. on the first goal. It's in the air, the cross in the air, the early cross. He needs to just work on yeah. that a bit, and I think that, like I said, that'll come with time. But and if he that, if he develops his right foot a little bit then he's yes, really totally. dangerous if he gets that to like yes. 60% even or something like yeah, that if he can cut in on his right foot yeah. every so often from the left yeah he'd, yeah. he'd be very dangerous but that, that's the thing though you have to you have to be not worried but maybe concerned that when you do so well especially as a young player that you get so you can get so caught up in hey I did well I know I do well I'll just keep doing those couple things and neglect where you can continue to grow. And I, I don't, I'm not saying I think he'll do that. I'm just saying I hope he doesn't do that. Yeah. I, and I hope the coaching staff continues to en- encourage him the way it seems like they have this season. Another guy that's on a hot streak, Jordi Reyna. Yes. Uh, in the last three, five three games. Three goals and three assists. Yeah, five games. Yeah. Goals, dirty goals. Yeah. And like the front four that we have just now, that I was, Steve and we were talking about that. And it was the question asked after the game, as you heard as well from Steve. It's electric, and when like when they're firing on all cylinders, Kamara, Teixeira, Reyna, Davies, they're a match I feel for any defense in in this league. They they are a serious threat yeah. when they're in form, and right now they've hit a bit of a stride. Right. The thing is though, they need to start doing that against some of the more top yes. kind of teams, and they need the consistency. Because we've talked before, it's no good if one of them does it and then the rest don't. Right. And how long can they, you keep them all doing need, it at that level? They need to have three of the four at least running yeah. at, in the game in order for it to be worked. Because you think, you think you look at how they performed in this game and you think had, had that happened in some of those home draws against against yeah. teams that were not great, yeah. that's what you, you really needed that. So now they're going to have to play exceptionally well against some of the more difficult sides, both at home and on the road. But we'll get to the player rankings now. I mean, for... I think for everyone, apart from anyone well, that's getting the Budweiser one, Alfonso Davies was the man of we, the match. We were sitting, and uh, we were sitting at uh, Roxy Burger after the match, and it came up on Twitter the the who scored yes. scores Alfonso Davies oh, got, got a ten. He got a ten. Yeah. Yes. So let, let's see what what our listeners thought. So let's rank them, baby. So, 
uh, we'll start with... Uh, what was bo- catching your eye this week, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Later. Uh, 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 we'll go over the bottom three, as we usually do initially, with not taking su- taking substances out, sorry. Uh, bottom was Ali Ghazal. Second from the bottom, Christian Tachera, who I think did have a kind of an off game yeah. uh, compared to everybody else. He was on the pitch? Third from the bottom. This kind of surprised me because I thought one of the fullbacks would have been third from the bottom, but it was uh, Jose Aja, third oh. from the bottom. Top five. Uh, in fifth spot, you got Jake Nowitzki. Really? I think because he, he that, that one run, sometimes that gets in uh, voters' heads mm. and they're thinking. Um, I was surprised by that. Yeah, they're thinking that he, you know, caused the red card. It's, it's and that's good, though, because folks see games differently yeah. as well. And he also kind of had something to do. He kind of got an assist on that uh, Alfonso Davies goal because he took Coleman out right. off the pitch and everything like that, and he basically helped uh, set up that thing. Assist. Um, yeah, number four was Felipe. Number three, Jordi Reyna. Number two, Kai Kamara. And a unanimous vote the first time this year, Alfonso Davies. Wow. Unanimous. Not one person. He didn't get a second place vote. Oh, wow. All first place votes. Does he get like a chocolate bar for winning these? Yeah, we'll, we'll give him a chocolate digestive. Oh, there you go. I'll present that box. next time I see give him. a whole box. No, I'm not, not that. How I'm many, not that flush. How many players get a passing grade? 59% said 10 to 14. Hmm, that was my vote. And 35% said 5 to 9. Where, about 5% said 0 to 4. Where was the coaching staff? Coaching staff. Um, six in six to ten, the, uh, about fifty-two percent rated them six to ten. I still find this a weird question. Thirty-three percent because people wanted the coaching staff voted, so yeah. I throw it in every week. Thirty-three percent said one to five, so about you, you got about eighty-five percent saying you know top ten, and then eleven to fourteen was about thirteen percent, and then again two and a half percent said the bottom. So. <laughs> Hmm. It's always the same number of people. And one of the other questions we asked was about Fonzie. Yeah. Because it's like, how long can we keep him? How long should we keep him? There's been lots of Besiktas rumours this this it's week that he's getting Atiba the, he's, and Kyle Lahren are putting the... And he's the, getting the come to Besiktas. Yeah. Thing. And then I, I searched Twitter, Davies, Besiktas, and there were just a lot of Turkish fans. Well, they know they'll get Like fans free. saying, oh, Davies, and mentioning Davies and this and that. So how but do you... Michael wa- was joking, just... How do you want the Whitecaps to deal with Afonso Davies? So the uh, in top spot with about forty two percent was sell him in the summer because he want he wants to and should go to Europe. Wait, he wants to? He does. Any young player wants oh, to okay. go. To Europe. Sorry, sorry. I was wondering if there was something else. That no, he said to me earlier in the year about his his desire to go and play in Europe. Yeah, okay. Thirty seven thirty seven percent said I don't like either option. And the other option, which got about 21%, was wait till the end of the season. So the Cavs make a run and hope he signs, but risk losing him for nothing. Wait, what? <laughs> it's, it's a very convoluted Lose him for nothing. That's never going to... I well, mean, no, well, if there's if there's one place that could get messed up. <laughs> there, maybe there, has, there has been murmurs that he may be out of contract at the end of the season. Yeah, so that's why we weren't as sure. <laughs> like, you, out of contract, but they have options. Yes. <laughs> and we know with the whole Kyle Lahren oh. option thing, it's far as that developed. But see, this is price went from like 10 million to like 1.5. Yeah. So they're probably thinking, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, man. But no, apparently, Kyle. I Lahren heard people talking about that. I thought it was just joking. I don't know. I th- oh, man. You know how things grow arms and legs? We'll get our our white caps fact checker the, to to get back to they do, that one. They do talk. They do call it Tiba the octopus over in Besiktas. Really? Yeah. So he's grown some arms and legs. Oh, I thought it's because he how he walked after he was coming out the bar. 
Oh, no, it was, that's Kyle Lauren I'm thinking about. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. So, like, like final player, we'll we talked a little bit about Brian Rowe. Yeah. Now, he had a good game. Yeah. Didn't, didn't put a foot wrong. Uh, I, I, I think he definitely went the second one back. Because it oh, went, went off yeah, his legs. Yeah. But we, he, he probably wasn't expecting lazy defending in front yeah. of him. He graciously came and led the hump after the game. I saw very, that. Yeah, very Why did Kai Kamara have the megaphone? Oh, we just went and gave it to him to try and help with the post-match celebration. Because one of the things from before was I don't think people... He was like telling people, you know, he's supposed to tell people to be quiet and whatever. and oh, okay. So it was just to help a little bit with that. Ah, okay. Um, but yeah, Brian Rowe, he's done did well. I don't. We talked before. We don't know how many goals you can actually pin on him. No. Stefan Marinovic is still out, but he hopes to be back after the for break. the Philadelphia game. Yeah. So then you've got. Does he? Do you put him straight in? Do you keep oh, Brian Rowe straight? in? hundred percent. You put him in. I, I think so Rowe, too. Brian Rowe is a backup keeper for for the Whitecaps. Yeah. I, I I would think that as well. I got a chance to catch up with Stefan at, at training this week, ask him how his rehab's going and and when he expects to be back. So let's hear now from. Our favourite Kiwi keeper, Stefan Marinovic. So I start off though, Stefan, just asking how you doing, how you feeling? Um, so feeling much better. Uh, I feel like rehab's going really well. Um, it was a bit of a, a setback halfway through second week, um, but bounced back pretty quickly. So looking to be fit after the break. Yeah, I, I was kind of right behind when the injury happened. It, it looked it looked in at first that the ball would hit you in the face, and then yeah, it looked pretty benign. Huh? I, I looked at I, I thought in terms of injuring your knee, I thought it was quite funny because I watched the replay. Um, so I happened basically, um, uh, you know, like when a when a boxer gets hit in the jaw and they're exactly the right way, it gets knocked out. So that happened to me, and you know, I was in that like kind of crouched position, just gotten knocked out, KO, cold. Whole body went limp, and I just all my weight went on the knee. So it's just one of those freak accidents. Wow! And obviously, it's given you a chance to watch the team from a different angle. Have you kind of learned some things for when you're bringing back? Some things that you've seen in the defence that you maybe want to iron out, or just seeing how players are playing differently? Um, it's a tough one because um, I, I I like to think that I'm pretty um, observative when it uh, during the game. Um, you know, for the finer details and stuff that I definitely notice. Um, from afar, mm, I've seen us concede a lot of goals, uh, but they're, they're, you know, they're, they're all like, like, uh, like Robo and, the, you know, the gaffers said that they've just been like soft kind of, you know, just weird, like, yeah. goals. It's just, it doesn't seem like the team, other team had to do much to do it, but it's not like we could do much more to stop them. But, you know, it's always, uh, you know, I hate using the gaffer's lines, but it's like, it's fine lines. Yeah, know. I know, it's, it's really weird. So the, the target is first game back, which would be the 23rd? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the target for me. Awesome. So that's what I'm working towards. And I have to ask you about the stuffed dog. Oh, I know yeah. you've talked a little bit about ah. it, but just so that we kind of have it on the show, what, what? When did that start? Oh, that was so. That was just a little bit of fun, like me and my uh, um, me and my mates from New Zealand. So I got mates uh, from New Zealand. They live and work here, and we got together and um, we just thought it'd be a bit of laugh, a bit of a laugh to bring him along. That he's got his own thanks, but um, he's got his own um, Instagram, and like they like to take him around and like I don't know, like a little like mascot for themselves. So I thought, come on, they thought, oh, let's put him on the on the Instagram. I was like, yeah, mate, all right, bring him along. So we just. We thought we had a bit of 
a bit of you know Kiwi fun with it. Oh, superb. Oh, great. Thanks so much, Stephen. Good luck with everything right. you rehab. Cheers, Cheers man. man. Keeper, you just made a decent save. So why do you feel the need to rant and rave? Screaming at defenders makes you look dead stupid, especially when they haven't done much wrong. Please cease the trait. It would be good to see Stefan back there for the Philadelphia game. I don't know if it's just rushing him back a little bit too soon, but... I mean, was that a, was that a was that a dig at him? He's not going to be at the World Cup, rushing him. Oh, oh no, we did talk to him about the World Cup. That's going to be on next week's show. He he's not cheering on Peru. Just a, a, spo- <laughs> just a spoiler there for you. But it's called a teaser. A teaser. Yeah, yeah. He he mentioned there about how the ball hit him in his face and kind of knocked him out flush. Because when I saw it, I, we talked about this in the show. It just looked so weird because it looked yeah. like the ball had hit him. But then you you hear Robbo talk about it on the radio midweek on the radio. Um, he basically Robbo said that they they were wondering which one was the worst one, and the doctors came back and said they were even, like the concern for the concussion and the knee. Um, so it wasn't one was worse than the other. They were like concerned mm. about both. And two but, things: one, that's concerning. <laughs> Number one, two. Michael, you told me we're not allowed to listen to anything but CITR radio. What's going on, Steve? He's, he's sacked after this. It's okay. Oh, I listen to everything. We need to get a monkey that can operate the controls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a callback joke from earlier tonight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. Anyway, we'll be back with more after this. Hi, I'm Alfonso Davies, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Montreal there. What was the name of that song, Steve? Oh, man. You're gonna do, you're gonna... <laughs> Grunlandic edit. I got it. Oh, very well yeah. done. Damn it. I wanted to really get you stumbling there. Yeah. Anyway, you're listening to the AFT and Soccer Show on CITR Radio. Now, we'd meant to wrap up our Whitecaps talk in the first two parts, but we kind of did over on a little bit. So I just want to, just as a start to this one, just wrap up one final thing, which kind of brings what? us nicely, actually, to, week, to, to yeah. the MLS yeah. Weekend yeah. Review. It kind of feels like it's a halfway point in the season, but it's not because we've only played 16 games, so we've still got one game to go. But it does feel that way. Yeah. After the the win on Saturday, the Caps temporarily moved up to third. They're now sitting fourth in the standings, 23 points from 16 games, 1.44 points per game. But that's actually seventh in points per game, so... Is that a false current position? Are we not really a, a playoff contending team right now? No, I think we are a playoff contending team. I don't know what like if we'll be able to make noise in the playoffs, but we're definitely a playoff contending team. Because a lot of the teams at the bottom, like a San Jose, like a RSL, even RSL, even though they are, live on a bit of a streak, I don't have that much faith in them. Of course, sometimes you don't have that much faith in the Whitecaps either. Mm. I, I think the, the statement Vancouver is a playoff contending team is a fair statement. So yeah. I, would, I would agree with you on that. Uh, also, on the other side of that, Michael, I think it's I think you're fair to be concerned that the points per game is is uh, seventh out of 
I know I'm hung up on but, a but, but, they're, but they're on an upward swing the last yes, few games. Yes, they are. Because 1.44 points per game equates to 49 points for the season. That should be enough for a playoff. Yeah, that should be a playoff team. Yeah, it should be. But this is also a new reality of more teams in the conference, blah, blah, blah. MLS changes every year, whatever. Like, So it's it's, it's hard to really... It's, this is not like, this is not like you know, leagues in Europe where you're like, yep, yeah, the forty points is the magic number because no one's ever you know, got less than that and got stayed up and blah blah. You know, like it, yeah. It's it's the, the landscape has continued to change in MLS, so I I, I wouldn't get too excited about no. the number forty nine. No, no, I'm not. But it was an interesting week for the Caps. Obviously, any week when the White Caps win is a good week in, in MLS West. There, there was some good, some bad results. Dallas beat Montreal 2 0 on Saturday. Match was over after less than 20 minutes. Yeah, it was, yeah essentially. It was pretty it was, comfortable. It was in Dallas, too. It was Montreal an own goal. We kicked things off well, as well. Did you see Diaz. it? Did yeah. you see the own, the own goal? Did you yeah. See yeah. Okay. So you, okay, so the, the, the free kick was put in. <laughs> In Montreal, Montreal got in his forehead and then hit another one of their defenders on the back of his head. And Zach has had a lot of uh, cough medicine probably and, and a lot of c- cough uh, drops. And then Montreal tried to claim the offside. And they looked at it. I think they looked at it on VAR. I'm assuming that the, they didn't actually look it on the screen. They just talked yeah, they to just the VAR talk, guy. This yeah. is the best game recap we've done in this oh, section. It was so funny. Did you not laugh when you saw that? Yeah, I, I was, actually it, watched it. it was, <laughs> oh, man, no, it was comical, it. but it was yeah, like, yeah. And then they gave up a penalty, which was a really bad penalty given up on the edge of the box. Like, yeah, Arugi, no was, just, Arugi was just taking no, no completely out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, someone else that did give up a penalty, Colorado. <laughs> what else is new? I, I do not know how Anthony Hudson is going to survive too much longer at this point. Was that against Houston? Yeah, yeah. that was Yeah, it's another game that was over after yeah, like 30 th- minutes. 36 or... minutes is 2-0 yeah. to Houston. Well, 30 minutes because they scored one goal and that was yeah. enough yeah. to yeah. Thomas Martin, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that first goal was legit. Yeah. Thomas Who scored? Martin is again. Uh, Martinez. Oh, yeah, well, he scored. Was a... The two guys that were on the bench right. against Montreal was, the week before. The, the play is nice. It'll get some, some highlight uh, coverage or whatever because of his deking through, but... Howard actually stops his first shot with his left foot, predominant left foot, and then he puts the rebound in with his weaker right foot. Colorado, though, they, I don't know, I don't see how they, they get out of this. Well, you know, in MLS, typically being rubbish for two years enables you to be great that you're after. Sounder, will, will Hudson be the guy yeah. to lead them? Though? Sounders, oh, that's, oh, that's, oh, yes. that's the, ne- the, question. the next game. Sounders United played um, Maddox. Put them on the board first in the in the second half, uh, in the, like the fifty third, and then also, four, also a rebound goal. Four, yeah, four minutes later, Ladero tied it up, and then they they basically won it in the eight, and this 80, is, 83rd minute or something. Like so that. this is yeah. a game where for all the, the all the troubles that Seattle has had, this is a game finally where Nicholas Ladero kind of stood up as a difference maker, and yeah, like that strike from the top of the box was was quality, and well, it's it, a big, it turned it's a the game for confidence them. booster for them. It, yeah. it's, when a team's down, you need something like that. They were on a three-game losing streak in MLS, but I have to talk oh, about what yeah. happened midweek when they crashed out of the US Open Up the Cup. Republic. Yeah. I watched extra time of that. Yeah. I, that was a joy. And there, there was some, uh, there's some issues in the stands there, too, in, there in Sacramento. Was, um, yes. There were some complaints that they were sounder 
um, supporters they, they were, they were, were harassing security, fam- but they were, har- but they, it was, there was word that they were harassing family yeah, there members. Was, there was section. on both sides. Yeah. They were getting into it with some Sacramento fans. S- Sounders fans said they weren't given proper security. Right. So none of those things are surprising because you get those things, sort of things that happen. One of the things that I think is in the history of this is, I don't know if there's actually people from the Sacramento area who used to be, uh, Portland Timber supporters before they had a, their own club to support, but I oh, do. They were the affiliate for a bit. Were they I, I don't know if they were the affiliate, but I do know from my, my understanding, which might be I wrong. I think San Jose and Portland shared Sacramento as an affiliate. Maybe, but my understanding is that there's some shared off the field supporter culture between the Timbers Army and and the Bridge Street Battalion or whatever. Oh, they're called. Like the Lakeside Boys as well. Have yes, a little yes. thing going yeah, in the totally. Yeah. So um, then we go to the Galaxy and RSL. Wait, well, can we say one other oh, thing? Oh, sure, go ahead. That was a uh, friend of the show, David Osted's 150th MLS cap. Oh. Is he a friend it, of the show? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course he is. And, and yeah. I think he made We'll have him on in a few weeks. He, he, right. he made a save that no. might be up against Roe for a save of the week. I think there was one he made pretty big. Early, was it early? Andrew early, yeah. Hicks will beat them. Uh, like we said, Galaxy against RSL. Ibrahimovic uses his head on the first two goals. Uh, heads both yeah. of them in. You, you got and then Kamara scores the third to make uh, finish it off yeah. 3 nothing. It did not look like much of a match from the stuff I saw. You have to go. <laughs> well, the goals were all scored within 16 minutes. But of resounding home minutes. victory is how MLS describes Yeah, well, that's fine. But if you go back and you watch the first goal, it's kind of, I feel bad for Nick Romando. It went, it bounced back and forth and he couldn't. Right, but the the problem <laughs> the problem was he he gets up after the goal and looks at the referee and like I was he's like makes the motion like I was nudged and then you watch the replay and no one touches no one him. touches him <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like oh yeah and then San Jose and LA uh, they scored as many goals as was scored in the Vancouver game seven yes this was quite the affair yeah LA FC wins four three but it was back and forth and there was a couple of lead changes in there too San Jose scores the first goal. Uh, with the name, is that what's his name? Zlatko? Vaca. 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 That's, Vaca. That's, that's what the. Um, so he scores Zlatko. first. Then LA comes back with a couple of goals within four minutes. Diomande, who seems like a good signing for them, yeah. and Betashore. Betashore yeah. puts him ahead. And and did you see? No celebration. He was. No he celebrate. put the hands up like yeah. he put the hands up like I'm innocent. I'm not celebrating against San Jose. When he scores against Vancouver, I want to see if he does the same. Then then in the second half, uh, after be, obviously two one, second half Wondolowski scores two goals. Within like uh, eleven minutes of each other, putting San Jose back up three two, and then in the in the basically in the ninetieth and the ninety seventh minute, ninety plus seventh minute, that they so, score two goals. Ninetieth minute, Diomande again with his second, and then Matinho scores in the ninety plus seven. So Wando's goals, Wando's yeah, okay. Wando's first goal, he yeah. kind of gets played through, kind of on the left channel, left inside channel ish, but. He's a little bit older, and the defenders are a little bit quicker than him, so he kind of cuts it back. And it's like one of those moments where you're like, it's one of those moments where you're like, I think the league has caught up to Wando. You know, like he's not going to be. So he cuts it back, and then he sort of, it's not a chip chip, but he basically chips a keeper. Now, the replays I saw, I can't quite tell if they took, took a deflection. Um, there, it might have deflected, but it was a beautiful chip. His second goal yeah. was a, a poor pass back to former Sounder, Flounder keeper Miller. Yeah. And he can't, 
He, he, he can't pick it up. Yeah. Well, no. Well, um, Wondolowski's running at yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, So he tries to take a touch, yeah. but he basically gives it, it gives it to Wondolowski, who puts it into the empty net to put them ahead 3-2. Yeah. And everyone, the few people in the stadium, think that, that San Jose has clinched all three points. Yeah. But yeah. then, like we said, they came back in the 90th minute, they scored. Now, the thing is, it's funny. Like I said, they scored the, the winning goal 90 plus 7. There was only four minutes yeah, showing four, up. Yeah. Four minutes showing up. So I don't know what San Jose was doing. If it was wasting time or somebody was wasting time because they no, had an they additional three sure. minutes. That but doesn't happen you, at all. You also missed Portland and Kansas City, Drew. Now, well, I was going to talk about it that. Was bad. Ah, that, that was, was bad. That was bad. There had some. It was poor. There were some good chances in there, but the caps, it's, yeah, good yes, result. But very poor match. The, it's, it's interesting. It's, I like to see that uh, the, the goats are really claiming California as their own, though. That was one of my things from from all these games. There was a game this week in the Canadian Championship. Yeah, there was. Is Blainville for the Voyagers Oakville. Cup. Voyagers Cup. Well, I said, what did I say? Canadian Championship. It's the Canadian Championship. Which, for the Voyagers Cup. For the Voyagers left, Cup, yes, correct. For the Voyagers yeah. Cup. Although there was somebody on the radio that said Canada Cup. Oh, yes. Um, but I'm not going to mention who. And it really irks me because they should know. The CSA, I need, they need to get on this. And hopefully the CPL will help too. That they just need, It's better than calling some of them, these radio guys calling it the Amway Cup, which they used to. Yeah. Well, at least they, they, the worst was when they used to call it that after the sponsorship was over. Yeah. That was. So AS Blainville from Quebec beat Oakville 2-1. It was a goal in the 90th. A plus five or something or a fourth minute it was into deep in stoppage time anyway it and was it was it was a they said a bicycle kick but it was almost like a side scissor scissor kick yeah, yeah. and then what a goal what a uh, you know celebration afterwards it was basically a pitch invasion yeah. the, the stands the, the, fence. the, the barrier yeah, yeah uh, kind of fell over there was flares there was flares yeah. and everything like that I think are we gonna, can we are we going to talk more about flares when it comes to TSS we, we can do but I, we, we need to they don't throw it on the pitch no <laughs> But but they like, do make other mistakes. <laughs> oh, I don't know about this. You can, yeah. you can tell me about this then. But I like flares and smoke at football. You cannot throw it on the pitch, when, especially when it's not a grass pitch. And you're smoking out the game and the game's stopped. It's like you've got to use a little bit of common sense. I, I'll say this. I, I would agree. And you can't throw beer at the opposition players like they were oh, doing Oh, I heard well. about that, yeah. yeah. I, I would agree that the throwing the stuff onto the pitch, whether it's fake or grass, is not not what I my, kind of my MO would be. The, the thing about, um, the thing what you said about the smoke and whatever, what if you, what if you, what if you like, you, you don't have a Wesley Charles on your team and you think your team needs a break at around the 75th minute, Michael, would it not be wise to just have the referee stop the game for a few minutes while the smoke dissipates? Your players can catch their breath, get you know whatever. I, I'm not saying you. Sh- I'm not saying you should do that. But if you were a home supporter or an away supporter or whatever, and you wanted to give your side an advantage, or, yeah, that like makes, you, that you, makes you a like bit of sense. you were you were there at Swangard yes. back in the day. Yes. Portland in the playoffs. Yes. When Gersh scored like I have my lung injuries. To, two two minutes in, to, you, but you remember that right? Like yeah. when we, there were like. It was. It was, was some cracking video s- in smoke, all this smoke. Smoke was passed out, and it wasn't like, "Hey, only one or two people <laughs> go at a time." It was like people just went when they wanted to, yeah. or when something exciting happened. And then well, it was Gersh scoring. Gersh scored, I think, like two minutes in or a minute in, and that and that smoke was everywhere. And I think they had to stop that game, didn't they? Or I, a Port- I know Portland was complaining because you couldn't see half the field. Mm. So but, get, getting to the future, yeah. uh, setting Second up the leg. next leg. <laughs> Sorry, Zach, that was oh, going. Uh, oh, they will be playing in Vaughn, not Oakville, apparently. Yeah. So that's the kind. Maybe this the stadium is not, they don't have a proper yeah. setup. Is that was that Oakville's choice or was that TSA? I don't know. That that wasn't specified. Ho- uh, hopefully, it was Oakville's choice. Yeah, and then the when that place Ottawa, yeah, and then the winner then of that, that place TFC. Yeah. TFC. Obviously, we're playing Montreal. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. But we're not going to get into it just now. But 
that that's the kind of competition that you see a lot of the White Cats Canadian guys playing. And this is just basically my way to introduce our next interview. I got to sit down with Simon Colline last week, chatting about signing MLS deal, the residency playoffs that are coming up. There's a very good chance he may actually play in that Canadian Championship game. So let's just hear now a little chat we had with the, the latest homegrown signing on the Whitecaps roster, Simon Colline. So Simon, it's been a very eventful year for you. I was going to say 12 months, it's not even really 12 months, it's really since January. How does it feel for you? It's been a bit of a whirlwind. Has, has your feet kind of touched the ground at all from when you went to, to training with the team to, to now? Uh, I think in, when I, it was a bit of a surprise when I got invited to pre-season uh, with, the, with the first team. But um, I went into it with like just trying to prove myself. I think it was like a big opportunity. So I was just trying to make the most of it, and um, I think like it, it was, it was hard work, and I just kept on trying to prove myself. And um, yeah. When did you first get a, an idea that they were going to bring you into the, the preseason this year? Didn't didn't really have an idea. I knew they had started practicing, and then within the first week, they had um, asked if I wanted to come practice one morning. So that was that was my first time, and then from there was maybe once a week or so I'd come in and then um, I got asked to go to the first trip to Hawaii. So To go and do something like that, to travel with the, the first team, you've wanted to be a pro your whole life. I, I read everything when you got signed that you were talking about that. What, what are your feelings like? And like what, Your parents have always been really supportive of, of everything that you've done. What, what were they like when you, you told them that you're going to Hawaii and, and going with the team for, for pre-season? Yeah, uh, they're, they're happy for me. Um, they're proud of me, but uh, they kept on telling me, like, you know, you haven't, like, accomplished anything yet. You have to keep working because um, they're like, if you want to achieve your goal, if you want to achieve your dream of being a pro, then, like, this is the time to do it. And this is only the beginning, but, like, you have to prove yourself and have to work hard and show them, like, what, what, you're, uh, what you're capable of. Now, obviously, in the residency, you're used to trying to balance your schoolwork with with training with the the 19s and the 17s. But this is a whole different level. How how have you found, like, since you signed the MLS contract, balancing your schoolwork with then being here in the morning with the first team? Yeah, um, it's pretty busy. I uh, it's it's a little hard to manage it all right now. So, about half the time in the week, I'm practicing with first team. Half the time with the residency. So, I try to keep up with school. But it's it's pretty hard to do it. But there's only a little bit longer left in school of this year, so I just have to finish that off, and then and then I'll be done for the year. But next year, um, yeah, I don't know. So when you're a young player, you've obviously got a, a lot of choices that, that you can face. You've gone the homegrown route with the Caps. You could have gone to college. You could even have gone overseas. How long did it take you to weigh up all those things? Or as soon as they offered you the deal, did you know that's what you wanted to do? Well, I've I've liked to hear for the past like since I've been here for the past twelve months or so or year and a half, and um, I thought it would be a, a good place because good place to start because I really enjoy it here. I like the coaching, I like the players, and after the preseason trips, it it felt like a good team to be a part of, and um, yeah, I just felt like it was a good place, 
I'm still young, so and many of the there's a lot of experienced players here. So during preseason, like a lot of players taught me, a lot of the experienced players, they were teaching me along the way. So uh, it, it was pretty easy, uh, pretty easy of a decision because I, they taught me a lot and they, they helped me out every day. So I th- thought it would be a good place to be. Now you started residency season playing with the 17s. You've also been playing with the 19s of late as well. Eight goals for, for each team so far. Playoffs are, are coming up. I would take it you're going to be involved with the 19s as, as opposed to the 17s. Is, is that the understanding? Uh, as Yes, for now. I think um, I'll start with the U19s. So I'll be uh, playing in the playoffs with them and then um, try to go as far as we can, obviously. But um, if the U17s were to go longer, then yeah. I could possibly play with them. So, But the goal is for to be with the U19s and go as far as we can. So, now The, the team's sitting second just now in the conference, which doesn't get you one of the number one seeds, but it doesn't matter too much in the, in the grand scheme of things down there. Since, you, since you've been training with the first team and, and you've gone back playing with the 19s, you've been in quite a rich goal-scoring form. You've banged quite a few goals. And What have you learned at MLS training level that you've been able to take back to improve your game now with the 19s? I think just playing with the, with the MLS team, it's a, it's a lot faster pace and you, you adapt. When you're playing with them, you have to be much faster, quicker. Everything is sharper. So... Um, when I when I go back into the residency, I, I try to keep that level of like just always being sharper than everyone, and I try to bring like uh, the way the first team plays back into the residency. And I think like I've learned quite a bit uh, in the in the time I've been with the first team so far, and I, it's been helping me in the in the residency game. So yeah, I, did your teammates in the residency are they constantly asking you what it's like training with the first team? Are they kind of looking at you as the example to set, and they want to kind of follow that now? Yeah, I think um, I think every all the players in the um, or residency's goal is to be a part of the first team. So they they ask me sometimes like what it's like, how's training, is it faster? They always ask me like what's the biggest difference, and for me it's probably the speed. I was like you don't really know how much faster it is until you start playing with them, because uh, when you're playing in the residency you think it's fast, but then when you play with the first team you you realize that it can become faster. So. So this is going to be your first playoff experience. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to about going down to San Diego? Just the games. I mean, there's hopefully we can play some good MLS teams and just prove myself out there that I like. It's pro- like um, just yeah, to prove myself, I'd say. And um, it's I heard it's I haven't been there, so I've heard it's like a pretty big thing. There's like lots yeah. of people, lots of teams watching. So just to go out, play well, play as a team, and go far with them. So. Obviously, haven't made your MLS debut yet. There's a, maybe a chance you might end up playing in the Canadian Championship. I know Carol likes to, to play a lot of the Canadian guys and that. But what would it mean to you if you did make your debut in the Canadian Championship to take to the, the pitch at BC Place? Uh, it'd mean a lot to me. It'd be in front of the home crowd. So um, no matter like what competition or league it's in, to play for the first team, it's a big thing. So um, if I did get the opportunity, I'd be very happy and just take it as it comes and try my hardest so keep going that's great thanks so much for your time Simon and good luck with the playoffs and everything Splodginess abounds there quite quite intense quite quite intense there at the end (laughs) did you play that song for him? 
I, I love splodging this. Any, any opportunity I can get to have splodge in the show, that's my little nickname for you, splodge. <laughs> Let's try and get that to catch on. Just for everyone, he was pointing to Steve when he said that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I said the S. Splodgy Steve. So, getting to residency. (laughs) Yeah, so, Simon Coline there. Um, He's going to be heading down with the residency for the playoffs that's coming up. I didn't know it was in San Diego, man. I would have booked a ticket. Yeah, the 18th to the 22nd in San Diego. We'll talk about San Diego later. When's Comic-Con? In July somewhere. All right. Sea World, you can always go. Yeah. Tim down to Tijuana. Why go to SeaWorld oh, when you, you go know to the aquarium? Uh, quickly, really what's good there is the safari. Uh, uh, it's out a little bit in the from the coast, but it's a really good place to go. Have you ever been to the African Lion Safari in Ontario? No. Oh, okay. I've been to Marine Land. Oh, that's yes, fun too. too. Yeah. I think they took away they took away all the dolphins though, Marine right? Land. Didn't they? I I I went when I'm sure it was all good. Yeah, yeah. me too. So getting anyway, back to residency. Residency. Um, we've got residency week coming up next week, Steve. Yay. So, looking forward to your all your articles. Yeah. Yep. So, get working on those. <laughs> Just thought I'd break that, Tim, because I actually thought it was two weeks away, and then I only found out when I was putting this together, it's actually next week we're going to have residency. Yeah, June 18th to 22nd. Yeah, 18th to 22nd. They've changed the format this year. We got to hold quarterfinals here, but now the quarterfinals are going to be down in San Diego as well. So, good luck to the guys down there. The 19s are second seeds in Group D. Tenth seeded overall, they're drawn with the fifth seeded Patty Adores, who they've already lost to three two this year. Stoppage time winner, so that's up for grabs. Twenty first seeded New England, who they just beat one 0 when they all flew through in their charter. Yeah. Everyone takes a charter these days. We don't. Well, everybody I, to Vancouver will take a charter because it is the farthest. Why is it? Why, why only, would we not take a charter? If only there was a place someone could ask such such a question. Yes. Do you know? I think there might be. And 30th seeded Crew SC Academy Wolves. Which is based in Michigan, the team. Oh. Yeah. Uh, 17s are playing Philadelphia Union, Barca Academy, coming all the way over from Spain for that one. Well, they're actually Arizona. Oh, okay. Um, and some Orlando team as well. Uh, we be Orlando. Orlando City Thieves? I think it could be. And remember, only one team makes it out of the group, not yes. two. So we'll have full coverage on that on AFTN coming up soon. I know you all love that. It's actually one of my favourite times of the year. But anyway, after the break, we're going to be turning our attention to Canadian Premier League, and we'll be back with that after this. Hi, I'm Jordan Much, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. That was anthemic. Yeah. Kenny Omega. Theme song. The cleaner. Yeah. Devil's Play (laughs) is the name of his theme song. And uh, we're going to get to Canadian Premier League, but I want to mention a great day for Canada on Saturday. Uh, It was Dominion in New Japan. Three of the top wrestling titles in New Japan are held by Canadians. The never open weight is by Michael Elgin. Uh, He won that. Chris Jericho 
who is absolutely a he- dastardly heel. Yeah, I watched. I watched that. One. He is vicious right now, and I, it's amazing. His look. He will drop. He's dropping f bombs in his pro, uh, promos yes. too. So he beat uh, Naito for the Intercontinental Title, and then Kenny Omega. I Oma- thought about going on his cruise actually. Yeah, we could do a podcast from there. <gasps> and then, and then uh, Kenny Omega, who is the best wrestler in the world <laughs> from Winnipeg, won the heavyweight title. Yes, beating uh, uh, 60 Okada plus minute match. A Sixty. It was two or three falls. He won two falls. Okada. It uh, held a belt for 18 months or something like that, or plus 18 months. I can't remember yeah, how much it was. Is, is that why you're wearing Kenny's but he, shirt? He actually, yeah, yeah, he's got his shirt. And he actually, but he actually wrestled. I thought like he yes. actually wrestled, not yeah. like Brock Lesnar. Who I wrestle. just thought Kennedy was a, or sorry, Kenny was a custodial engineer because your shirt says Kenny well, the Cleaner. That's why that's his whole thing. He actually one of the matches he brought him up to the ring. Yeah, he used to bring it on on Ring of Honor. What's yeah. it say on the side? Bullet Club. Yeah, Bullet yeah. Club for life. Bullet Club for life. Okay. Too sweet me, Zach. What? Too sweet, too sweet me. Too sweet man. Or one sweet me. Come on, too sweet Come man. on. Come on, man. It's too sweet Come on, too sweet Come on, too sweet Come on, Come on. on. you got too sweet Come on, If too you're me. listening to this, too please, too please, please help. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to the Canadian Premier League. Yeah, because that ties in nicely Big news, to yeah. all this Canadian talk. Two more teams are in. Valor FC for Winnipeg. I like the crest. I hate the name. But the 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 city's name is in the crest, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's not in the name of the the club. No, Valor FC. I like it. This it, obsession with this military stuff. But they're not all. It's it's so tiring to me. I honestly think it's bullshit. I really don't like it at I, all. I, I can understand one team doing that. I, I I'm surprised that they have like multiple teams. Okay, so I'm how many how many teams for, are how many teams are there? Victoria is going to have some navy thing now. You, you've got York Nine. <laughs> that's a military thing. No, it's not at all a military thing. It's York, the nine municipalities that yeah, make up York Region. York Nine is not military. Has nothing to do with military. What what are the other ones? It's just cavalry. It's cavalry and, and valor. There's two and probably the navy. <laughs> the Salish seamen. We talked about them last week. <laughs> Spunky team from the island. <laughs> Oh, I, I just I hate these names. There's so, two. There's two. Thank that... heavens for FC Edmonton. Uh, Calling themselves FC Edmonton. Yeah. Okay. We'll come now, to them soon. We'll, yeah, let, but, let's get back okay. to Valor. Valor, like you said, the crest is nice. It is a nice crest. I want a Valor Club T-shirt, man. Yeah. <laughs> Valor <laughs> so, Football so Club. Wrestling thing. Um, I got that. Yeah. But the. Um, they are playing in the the Blue Bombers uh, home facility. I think yeah. they're, they're partly owned Investor by the Blue Bombers. Field, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, it will look big because there will be a lot of empty seats. I'm a but bit concerned about I th- that. I think it all depends on the way you f- uh, like film it or like or, well, look or, at or broadcast case. it. We've, we can make that look look intimate. smaller. Yeah. So it, it'll be depending on how they do that and how they, they work that out. I think there is a chance they can. I missed a couple of games at BC Place recently, but I was told that during the broadcast of one game, because a, a section that was visible on TV was so empty, they tarped it off dur- during the match because oh, there was really? so much displeasure over the fact that a se- that one section was so empty. Wow. I... I, I it, it, it was not – BC Place was kind of – that that whole covering thing was kind of okay at the beginning, but it's kind of a lot, especially since you had the you know the Women's World Cup. You've had the World Cup qualifier against Mexico in there. We'll probably never see Canada play against BC Place in the next 10 to 20 years, but um, those games I think also just made you feel like, okay, let's get rid of these. Let's, let's, let's move this thing forward. Let's get rid of these sales. Let's get rid of these – Whatever. I know that's a pipe dream. Yeah. But. 
I mean, can they do and, and there, stuff and there, like and there's, that? There's plenty of reasons why that hasn't happened. But in the Bomber Stadium, I, I don't think that's possible. No, because so... it's a totally different type of stadium. Yeah. It's an outdoor uh, pig, Canadian yeah. pigskin ground. The biggest, my biggest concern about the about the, uh, the 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 setup of the stadium, and I haven't seen or haven't heard if they're going to augment or change things at all, is the fact that, like at Empire, for example. The place where the places where the supporters typically gather behind the goals is would be very far away from the it actual. Was very action. high up at Empire. And Sorry, the height helped at Empire, but you were still really far away. Yeah, hmm. and you can right. do things like Ottawa did some things at Lansdowne when they first went there. And yeah, but they moved the people in behind the goal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'll be interesting to see what they do because do you want to do that if you? That's also the end zone for your. Your pigskin team, right? Do you really want? I think they'll. I mean, BC Place, mm-hmm. they don't care if, if monster trucks and playgrounds and. Because it's a grass pitch, isn't it? No, I, is it not? I don't think so. I could be wrong with that. Mm. I have to double check that. Actually, I think it's the boat show. Because it won't care about the, the boat show. Yeah. The boat show does the most damage, I yeah. think, out of all of it. Oh, but, but kudos to the team who got it ready for less than twenty-four hour after pigskin this last week. Yeah, very true. But they're, a team who we don't know where they're going to be playing yet yeah. is FC Edmonton. Just, Back from the dead. Yeah. No, there's no dead. Just the the, the, the first team Back from took a, a hiatus. Back from a slumber. Back from the dead. So you want to talk about logos. Yes. Now, here's the I, thing. This is what I, I want oh, this, to this This one. is what I want to say. The new FC Edmonton logo mm-hmm. is much superior to the previous, pre, previous FC Edmonton logo. Yes. However, it's still poor. <laughs> You don't like the white not rabbit. Not poor. Not poor. Not poor. It's still not great. I don't think it's very legible, to be honest. The bottom part there, the rabbit thing. Well, all of it, and okay. the, the lettering, and I, I, I don't like it. I think in ten years they'll rebrand. Oh yeah. <laughs> or if that's whatever it's called, they'll change the logo. It's but, growing pains. Nobody ever has a good first logo. But I, this is not their first logo, man. <laughs> Sorry. First logo for the CPL. Yeah, Their first one wanted to be like Toronto FC. Yeah, yeah. Really... What do you think of the whole rabbit thing? I kind of like it in a way. Oh, I don't I... like it on the crest, but I like it's the a, whole. It's a connection to the, yeah. the, the connection to it's got given a little bit of lore yeah, to the a... team, and it's a connection to the supporters. Do we need to explain to our listeners? I guess we should. Yeah. yeah. So a, a rabbit run on the pitch. Yeah, they were losing a game. Rabbit Thank run on God the pitch. Thank God it wasn't a streaker. <laughs> that would oh, imagine what the the logos would be like down the. Here comes Boobalicious Betty. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so a rabbit ran on a pitch or whatever. They came back. They rallied and came back. It's called the Rally Rabbit. It's been their thing. So it's nice to see something natural and organic come, and it's a tie into the tradition of the club and the supporters of the club. That's nice. I also like it for other reasons, which I'll explain at a later date in the future. Okay. Does, um, does that mean that Tom or Dave are actually then the Mad Fathers? Sure. Now, uh, just to let you know a uh, little bit of information, within 12 hours, I know you said 1,000 people showed up. Within 12 hours, they had 800 deposits uh, Which, paid for. No, but, okay, but the, uh, okay, the awkward thing about that is, again, this is... Why can't we stay positive? Why do we have to be No, it's, just, it's a little bit awkward because they've been doing a campaign for months and yeah. they've been taking deposits for, like way before... I, I've had the regular emails because I'm on the right. mailing list. So, and, and the other awkward thing is they keep saying... Like last year, they said we more than tripled our season ticket holders, and now they've said this eight hundred number this is, is more than the season ticket more season ticket holders than they ever had in a season. So this is within twelve hours. No, I know. That's it's, a solid oh, no, run. no, no, they're, no, yeah. So that's that's just you just expect there's like Winnipeg's already at nine hundred or whatever, right? And there's other clubs that. Where do you think they're going to play? Yeah, it's Clark. I've heard it's Clark. I think it's going to be yeah, Clark. The, the, they'll figure it out. Clark. Mm. 
But there's a good, it's, good it's rivalry. It's great to see them back, yeah, and yeah. especially because you've now got an Alberta Derby. Yeah, uh, know Al Classico. Ca- yeah, Cavalry, and I, I love that name, actually. Yeah, it, that's a good yeah, one. That's yeah. a, that is a, it's a bit of a piss take, but at the same time, it's like... I mean, I know it's not military enough for you, but yeah, it's good. I speaking of their rivals, I got to go to I was yes. I was in I was in Calgary for a conference for work and I got to I had a little small a small no, I did not do that. A small window uh of time because it was actually my schedule was really full. Small window of time so I went over to Spruce. There's nothing else to do in Calgary. There literally is nothing else for me to do in Calgary. Uh, I went over to Spruce Meadows and I got to see where the stadium's supposed to go and all that kind of stuff. Nice. Did and you take pictures for the site? No, but I made a video that I might share on my chair. And you can retweet it or share it, or you can put it on the site if you think it's. It's not you killing the rally rabbit. I um I can I cannot de- cl- deny that. Oh. No, uh, but it, but that it, would stoke the rivalry. It's interesting. The only awkward thing I'll say about it is that, and unless I misread the articles and stuff about what they're doing and the things they're saying, is I I thought I, what I read was they're going to be making it into a football ground. That can remove seats and or change stuff, so they can still do horse oh, stuff. Oh yeah, on that's it. what I read. So there's a they say there's a two day conversion process that happens. Mm-hmm. That's fine, and you know what? The horses will give, give the grass a good I, fertilizer yeah. too. I just solid, I man. just don't know how great it's going to be for the football ground side of things. The one thing I will say, Michael, can you is, imagine the bounces when the horses hope if it goes too far in the ground? Well, it's great fun it. about oh look at the manure in the pitch. Yeah, yeah. is it from there, the horse or is it the foothills? <laughs> Michael, there is a little already like uh, watch a viewing area. It's like a sh- little shed end. That would be perfect for like away supporters. Might be too small for some groups, but if they keep it and it, and it's an okay proximity to the, we could wall. lose some weight and fit in here. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> You're but hilarious. Somebody that is going to be in the Canadian PL next year, and by the looks of it, we'd have to think he's going to be with Cavalry, Calgary boy, born and bred, Marco Carducci. Steve got a chance to speak to Marco when the Foothills were in town last week. Let's hear from him now. Oh, Mark, how do you feel the season's going for you so far? I mean, we've obviously had a very good start uh, with the three wins, and uh, we, we let our last game slip away in the last minute as well. But uh, we'll take the positives out of out of uh, the draw against Portland and the loss today. Um, like I said, we, we put points on the board early, and uh, we know the season comes comes uh, quick, right? And yeah. the games go by soon, so it's about picking up points. Um, but I think I think we can we can be happy, and now the important part is just to learn from this game. Okay, so since you left the Whitecaps, you you now uh, it, it's been a you know a tough year, a tough couple of years because you haven't really established yourself. But now you return to Calgary, your home mm. hometown. CPL's coming there. Is it? Do you feel like more you're, you're not stable, but you you got a foothold uh, and in, in what you want to do with your career and, and get getting, getting everything reestablished? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I understand what you mean. And yeah, obviously the CPL is. Um, a goal for me and I think a lot of players on the field today uh, it's it's very exciting and it's a great opportunity for young Canadian players and like you said I, I've been looking now for somewhere to, to like you said establish myself and get minutes and um, grow as a goalkeeper and get that you know crucial experience in the playing time so uh, obviously with an opportunity to do it in my hometown is, is pretty exciting and we'll see what the future holds but that's definitely the goal for me. 
Um, obviously, yeah, like you said, nothing is guaranteed, but it mm-hmm. helps playing for the coach that's coming up in there. Yeah. Um, what is? Has he said anything to you about the future, or is everything just like you, you said? You have to compete, and we'll see next year when it comes up. Uh, yeah, no, everyone's still on trial. There's no guarantees um, right now. Our sole focus is the PDL. We're here to to first of all win the Western conference obviously win the division first win the conference and, and win the whole thing that's our goal and our, that's our first priority uh individually as players yeah we have those goals to be in the cpl team but there's no guarantees and it's all about performance how do you feel like the buzz is in calgary right now obviously it's only been like a couple weeks so mm-hmm. it's kind of early on um but what do you feel like how, how it's being uh, you know recognized in the media and everything seems like you're the face of the calgary right now everybody wants to talk to you about sure. it including us so what, what do you feel? How do you feel the buzzes? Uh, the buzz is there. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, no, definitely the city is ready for it, I think. And uh, from the the event we had just a couple of weeks ago, from the official announcement, uh, you could see just kind of the social media world lighting up and uh, also just the entire soccer community. And I think the, the city is excited to, to have it. And yeah, like you said, obviously a hometown boy and to kind of have an opportunity to be a face of it and uh, kind of push for it. Um, it it's, it's really exciting for me and something that I want to do my part to, to grow the game there as well. Perfect, thanks. Great, Steve, thank you. But it's very cold out here in the snow Marching to and from the enemy Oh, I say it's tough I have had enough Can you stop the cavalry? Welcome back. That was Marco Carducci there. Looking forward to hopefully being with, with Calgary next year. Nothing's settled. No one knows who's going to be playing. Oh, but yeah, you have to He's think. in. Yeah. He's the face being now. I said it in the interview. And he's a local lad as well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the great thing for... We talked about this last week. The great thing for these Calgary guys is they're already there. They're yeah. impressing Tommy Wilden and... Other folk as well. He he said in our interview with him last week he can't sign everyone, so yeah. he knows that some of these guys will be dispersed elsewhere into the league. It's just it's just one player that. And there's still not a lot be, to be not, revealed not as, as well as will, to exactly what's going to happen. Will with, it be hard for him not to choose his brother? Well, uh, he might. That's, I'm, to, I'm that's, just joking. I'm that's totally what joking. I, that's what I was saying. The one player is not yeah. impressing right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally oh. totally joking. I'm okay. totally. Jay just made one mistake in one game. I'm yeah. just joking. <laughs> Calgary Foothills are, are back in town On Friday. this Friday as yeah. well for a, a big one against TSS Rovers. Just going back to CPL talk, Hamilton and Victoria look like they're going to be teams six and seven, you would think, in yeah. the CPL. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. Yeah, you're looking at me confused. I was like, wait, teams. Oh, yeah, and then Ottawa. Yeah, because we've only got five announced so far. In Ottawa. Ottawa yeah. is going to be the. Well, well, are they, though? Yeah. Who's telling you no? I'm reading all this thing that it seems to have cooled a little bit. And. Tom Fath at the Eddie's launch yeah. kind of let slip about St. John's Newfoundland being, he was going on about Newfies being in, and well, there's that, been a lot of chat about St. John's being the team in, given Halifax arrival. Yeah, but the thing is, they, they could... Very close together. Uh, they could be, um, it could be, they, maybe he was talking about 2020. Uh, yeah. We don't there, know that. We do know that there are lots of cities and groups interested in bringing yeah. teams. Was it twenty or something? He said. Yeah, yeah. it keeps yeah. on growing because people, I think, conti- continue to see that the long-term plan for this can can be both good for the sport in the country and long-term. I think financially viable, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. Well, the next announcement's not going to be till July twelfth. Yeah, and you'd expect that to be Hamilton or Victoria. There's D-Day coming up on the 13th to see if Victoria can get that hydropole moved. Yeah. If you haven't checked AFTN during the week, I did a kind of ground hopping thing 
from my visit to West Hill Stadium two years ago. And you can actually see the pole. It's a massive, massive pole that they have to move or build around or, or do something with it. But I like the little setup there. It's, it's a good stadium. Destructive and, views are okay, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a, it's exciting times. My my guess would be that Hamilton will be the next uh, side announced. And then Victoria, probably. And then we'll see if it is Ottawa. It just uh, The vibe I was getting from various things I was reading was it might be a little bit unlikely now with Ottawa. To be honest, I haven't asked in a while, but I would I would be surprised if it was in Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa seems like one of the teams that are already set ready to go with their team well, and the uh, fan yeah, base. Ottawa, yeah. Ottawa has been getting ready with all their Canadian signings. Yeah. and I've been enjoying chatting about the, the, the CPL the last couple of weeks. We'll, we'll take a break next week because we'll just do a, a World Cup thing. And there might not be any more real big news coming out in the, the next couple of weeks, but we'll we'll have it covered here. Just before we end this section, just want to talk about TSS Rovers. Mentioned that Calgary's coming into town on Friday. Get out to that match if you can at Swan Guard. 7 o'clock kickoff. $10 to get in. You're going to see so much great Canadian talent out there and so many players that are likely to be in the, the Premier League next season. You're going to get talent. You're going to get a rivalry. These guys don't don't really like each other. Yeah. They, they, it's always it gets been heated. a little bit feisty. Yeah, it gets heated. Rovers play today. Not a good performance uh, against the Seattle Warthogs. Well, they had something to... They, had, they, they were like... They feel like they got robbed. Yeah. Because they lost at a, in the last well, it minute. Two, it was 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, but they still uh, got lost yeah. points, right? I just want to say I really appreciated the Warthogs. That was very... If you don't understand that reference, go back an episode or two. That was good. But a great goal from Zach Verhoeven for TSS Rovers today. You've got to check that out. And Andrew Hicks... I don't know, seven, eight saves he pulled he off today. Kept a reason. And about is it, is 80% it, of them or more were like spectacular stops. Isn't Joe Dizzy supposed to count that for you? Shouldn't you know? Well, it was seven the last thing he told me. I don't know oh, if he did any oh. after that. But yeah, I mean, Hicksy's got to be a guy that has to get a look in the CPL next year. Yeah, you, you would think he would. Hope so, anyway. Anyway, we'll be back with the final part of this week's show after this. Hi, I'm Jake Norinsky, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Welcome back to part five of the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio. And you know what that means now. If it's part five, it's time for my favourite part of the show. Yep, it's Wavelength time. If you're a new listener, Wavelength is our section of the show where we play a football-related song. And it's World Cup Wavelength for this month and then a little bit into next month. Yeah. This one, though, is going to be a bit of a Marmite song. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. I played it earlier today, and my wife heard it, and she she really did not like this at all. This is a song by a band called Wembley 73, and the song is called Brazil versus Slough Town 66. Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. Brazil, 
cannot stress how much my wife hated that song. I'm just so glad that the World Cup comes every four years. I don't, but I really appreciated that song. That was one of the better songs you ever played on the wavelength. Excellent. That was Wembley 73 with Brazil versus Slough Town. Oh, 66. Yeah. 
yeah. Anyway, now it's time for BC Soccer Web Headlines. BC Soccer Web Headlines is brought to you in partnership with bcsoccerweb.com, your one-stop site for news, links, and more locally, nationally, and internationally. Make it part of your daily routine. Check out bcsoccerweb.com. What have you been browsing on the interwebs this week, Steve? So, uh, a couple follow-up things. Uh, remember John uh, uh, Buffon, who kind of uh, lost it in the Champions League? Gianluigi Buffon, yeah. yeah. He is, uh, will get additional uh, games because of the way he reacted towards the referee and after his comments. So, it's two additional games mm. if he signs with a team that's in the Champions League or Europa. So, a, so you're a saying he should join his Fife? Maybe. Uh, okay, I I still I know people disagree at the time. Will disagree now. I still think he was in the right. That was not a penalty. Whatever the case is, you don't react like that to the referee. No, uh, when when respect, you're, Zach, <coughs> respect. When you're going out, when you know you're going out, and you know that's the thing that's taking you out. Yeah, I mean that was tough. But listen to the words of Aretha. Respect. R e s p e c t. Now we talked about the Panini stickers from yes. before. I uh, finally bought mine. Uh, oh, you got the whole set? I bought my complete set. The, well, okay. The so cover? you... No, I got a soft one. Boo. So you saved the, you saved money uh, because... Uh, I, I saved a lot of money. Uh, because they did... The, remember that... I uh, stole it. The math, uh, the math professor who ca- uh, calculated how much yeah, it was going to cost. Yeah, 700 and something, he said. So Music Magpie, who is a website that you know sells used stuff. Yes, you can sell open, your own stuff. Yeah, I have used them. So they tested it and they opened up a thousand... You spent about 800 pounds... They t- opened up a thousand packs. They got all but one of the six hundred eighty-two stickers, and the the one that was missing. And I'm gonna <laughs> really mess up this uh, name. Belgium's Raja Nangalalan. Oh, yeah, from Roma. From Roma. Yeah, yeah, he's great. So he was the only one missing. The ones that were most common was uh, Bjorn uh, Sigardson and uh, Korea's Nam Tahi. Was the those B- are the two that were Bjorn more common. from Iceland? Yes, yeah. Iceland. So, uh, so he was kind of uh, close. It's just the one. And they, what they did was afterwards they donated all the stickers to um, Manchester City um, Hospital, a hospital in Manchester City, uh, to for Wait, the kids. Manchester City has their own hospital. I know that's what I was thinking. As no, well. this, Manchester, as in the city, Manchester, city oh, of okay. Manchester's hospital. Okay, so it's next all the diving they do, they get injured. I was sorry, that must have been hard for you to say, Steve. I'm yeah. a big, big United guy. I'm okay. I got my full sticker set for 129 US. You Why didn't you get the hardcover? Because he wasn't cost selling more. the hardcover. Oh, it was a, it was an auction on eBay. I'm assuming it would have cost more too. Why didn't you just yeah. get the hardcover and then sell someone yourself? Well, I can still buy a hardcover. Yeah, you should do that because it's loose stickers. Yeah, you should do that. So I get to stick the stickers in next week when I'm on holiday. Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. It's coming from Venezuela. Oh boy, I wouldn't trust that. <laughs> eBay protection. Oh, okay. Anthony Blondell said it's cool. Okay. <laughs> so can he for a World Cup? Obviously, that's been that's done now. It's uh, the the cha- they crowned the champions on Saturday, I believe. Yeah, Saturday. Cascadia came sixth, yes. sixth spot. Uh, they lost to the eventual champions, mm-hmm. uh, Karpatlia, uh, who from are Hungary. a ethnic Hungarian side from Western Ukraine, um, and they beat Northern Cyprus three two on penalties. It was zero zero, and they ended up three two on penalties. Regardless, up the Dugs, their first ever games. Yes, good for them. So, uh, English Premier League, uh, they are they officially are going to implement uh, winter break, but it's kind of convoluted. <laughs> um, Is it in January? It's in February. 
after the transfer window yeah, obviously closes. And they're moving the FA Cup to midweek for the fifth round as well. It's because they want to give the weekends off, I yeah. guess. Um, it's going to be, it's not even going to be, it's going to be staggered. So there will be some okay. games okay. still. Yeah. It's, it's one week yeah. again. It's like the MLS World Cup break. One week off is not a break. It's not a break it's a at all. Week. It's and, a bye week because yeah. Ger- Germany takes six weeks off. The players have three weeks off, total no football, and then three weeks of, of training. And then um, also, not only will they play the FA Cup in, in midweek, um, there will be no replays. Yes. It'll be penalties Which I don't mind, an extra time. But but, if you're in the Champions League or the Europa League, maybe this will help. I don't know. But like that's right around the time the round of 16 is... I think it's maybe just to give them a break from too many games. They, you, uh, maybe well, they said that a lot of the top players play 50 games yeah. a year. My heart bleeds for them. Yeah. I'm sure it does. Yaritore is willing to said it has said that his agent has said that he's willing to join a rival of Manchester City for one pound a week in order to prove Pep Guardiola wrong. Wait, does that include like a bir- United, birthday cake? Birthday cake on his birthday? I don't know about that. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> United, he's five. Um, uh, yeah, no, United, Chelsea, um, Arsenal. Um, who am I missing? Liverpool. How old is he? One now? of those teams. Tottenham. I think he's in his thir- definitely in his thirties. I just I hope someone 30s. takes him up just for the experiment. Yeah, that's what English football needs: is some yes. more experiments and, and cheap players. Now talking about uh, is he is he is he on a free? Yeah, he's on a free. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, talk about experiments. Uh, Nike is experimenting with not supplying. Uh, so, oh, that was a bad transition. But they're not going to be it's not experimenting. No, <laughs> no, they're 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 not uh, sending. They're refusing to send Iran cle- uh, soccer equipment because of sanctions that have been uh, applied to Iran by the U.S. Um, earlier because of the nuclear stuff. So is the Iran national team sponsored by Nike right now? I think they were. Their boots were, yeah. Yeah, so they're not oh. getting cleats now from them. So they're going to have to arrange something else. Otherwise. They, if they take them to court to see if they can overturn the, you know, the decision. That's pretty shitty. Yeah. You know what? One of the other football manufacturers, I'm sure, will step in and happily provide the Iranian national teams in football boots. Especially if they're based in Europe. Um, World Cup match official resigns after cash sting revealed. He was based, He's an assistant referee from Kenya, um, and he was caught taking a $600 cash payment in an undercover television sting. Now, this thing we'll talk about later as well because it, t- it actually pertains to 2026 World Cup. So, uh, yeah, he he basically has resigned and he's not going to – as his position and he won't be going. So, um, an interesting thing there. It was a – I think a Saudi referee also got uh, banned because he used WhatsApp to ask for a money or something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's, We talked um, about that a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. In U.S. soccer, FC Cincinnati fans are showing some support for Save the Crew. They traveled up on Saturday to their home game. Um, I, if I, I just saw, I couldn't see how many people there were. Uh, they never announced it, but by the picture, it looked about you know fifty to sixty uh, fans from Cincinnati uh, in that one picture that that showed up, and they were they were had the t-shirts. Uh, hell is uh, hell is a real thing, and then uh, save the crew hashtag. So they they were obviously looking. Don't they call their stadium hell or something like that? Or I can't remember. What well, this is the Bailey. Uh, whatever the My case My dog's is. called Bailey. Happy 14th birthday, Tim, today. I, I, I believe in hell, but I don't I don't think either of their grounds would... No, I, I they have some kind of nickname for their stadium. It's a I bit can't tough remember. to get there. 
so actually, it's rather easy, but yeah, okay. you don't usually see that of, of rival teams uh, no. supporting that. So good, good on them. No, I mean if that happened in Scotland, we'd go and just piss in their stadium. Yeah, I think they're maybe looking for a short trip so they don't have to travel too much. Oh yeah, games. you do want in a higher derby. This, that that whole thing just reeks of when you look at Cincinnati coming in like three years ago or, or four years ago, starting as a club, and when the pre court stuff happened. Like it just all feels like this is just you walking down. You think pre-court would want a big Ohio Derby as well, and not if the dude doesn't care and he wants to move. But you're right; you he should want. Yes. Did you did you see during the week Taylor Twelman got everyone all worked up because he, Taylor never does that. Yeah, he kind of said he still he said I still believe that um, Columbus will end up in Sacramento, which I don't think anyone had been talking about at any point. No he then clarified it and said he was just spitballing, but. It was a weird thing to suddenly come out and see. The Vancouver and the MLS era, the first time, first ever away game was in Philadelphia. And uh, Massimo and I traveled out there, and there was a couple other people from the East Coast who came out for the game. Um, one night, I was sick or whatever. One night, Massimo met Taylor Tolman at a local sports bar. We interviewed him with my my first podcast wife. Yeah. Oh, Pierce Lang. Mm. Oh, yeah. He wasn't very happy with Pierce's questions, I no. remember. Um, so, uh, also in uh, in USL news, we're talking about Cincinnati getting a team, and we talked about residency earlier being in San Diego. San Diego has been denied a USL team, the 1904 yeah. FC. Yeah, will basically not they said, it's such a crap name, name yeah. we cannot let you in the league. Yeah, they, they basically said there's options still down the road to work it out, but a lot of their people that have were part of their organization have moved on now. They actually resigned and left because they don't see a team there. There is a def- definitely a possibility that they go U- USL Div, div 3. Yeah. Uh, or, or but there, I don't know if that's going to happen. There's NISL, which is the new league that Eric when, Ronaldo's when, launching. When you can't get into USL. Well, know, they did originally want to join NASL, yes. and then they had that rug pulled out. But still, yeah. when you can't join USL, but, something's not right. It's baffling, though, because San Diego is a market you would think they really, really want into. So is that... Is that that's telling maybe? No, but yeah, is that MLS saying leave that for us? Oh, but no, you think MLS would want the USL side, and like you think MLS would want them to pull a Cincinnati? But hmm. Steve would be fine with the Whitecaps move to San Diego. He no, I down there. which you know, if if I would move on with them, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, but no, we, we'll no, move you on. <laughs> you heard it here first. Steve's moving to San Diego. <laughs> that's the only American city I think I would Stay move to. Classy. Oh, I think, I think San Francisco, I would go. Do you know that's where, speaking of uh, something that's not wrestling, that's where Brick Vault is located. Did you know that? Yeah. Did you really? Mm. Oh, okay. Is that a wrestler? No, Brick Vault is a... Vault. What is it? What is Brick Vault? It's a Lego thing. It's a Lego YouTube channel. Oh. Yeah, my kids watch it. I don't pay attention yeah. to it. Okay, so Canadian, uh, getting to Canadian news, Canadian Kirisha Buchanan signs lucrative contract with Leon. Um, basically, uh, according to her agent, she's one of the highest paid defenders now in women's soccer. Uh, they believe the only other defender is uh, fellow Leon and France captain Wendy Renard. Um, they they won the Champions League for the second straight time this year. She was on the bench because of a concussion issue, but otherwise, uh, uh, good on her to get a, such a lucrative contract. Right, of course, we don't know how much it is compared can, to. Can we take a moment to talk about today's game over here? Can we take a tangent? Did oh, yeah, 3-2. They, they, uh, they lost to Germany, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sinclair got another got goal. Another goal, yeah. Took a step towards the record. Yeah. And then uh, was it Fleming? Fleming got, Fleming scored. got the goal-ahead goal, and then they let up two, two later ones. Yeah. So, yeah. 
disappointing. But good, good still, crowd, good still, crowd, and still a good showing from them because in the past they would have nothing against Germany. They right. were, I remember the one at BC, BC Place. Place. They the was wild, it three one, that one. I think the goal. Yeah, the score wasn't that bad, but they the really game. showed nothing. Yeah. yeah, it was a full house too in Hamilton, yeah, and, and there was the Voyagers were there, but there was also with the Voyagers were a number of the Barton Street Battalion. That's good. Yeah. Um. Uh, speaking of uh, women's soccer in Canada, the Canadian women. Unfortunately, lost to Mexico today in two one in the semifinal uh, for the qualification for the U seventeen World Cup. Um, so they have lost, but they still have a chance to qualify because top three teams game. they have to play Haiti. Um, Haiti lost three two to US. Was it Haiti who beat knocked out the U twenty team? Something like that. So they're so so it's not it's not an easy one, but hopefully they'll be able to pull it out. Um, Re- the, Revenge is a dish best served cold? at the U seventeen level. Oh, okay. Um, we talked about the Toulon tournament uh, well, last week, and then obviously in the thing, uh, uh, the Canada eventually lost 2-1 to France. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention, and this kind of ties in, I forgot to mention this earlier, in the post-game show uh, for the Whitecaps, Paul Dolan mentioned he was there, and the thing is the, the agents there mostly asked about Alfonso Davies, even though Alfonso wasn't there. So still interesting stuff that he's getting... People talking about it, even though he's not at the tournament. I got to talk just very, very briefly with David Norman the sixth, and yeah, he, as you can imagine, was really, really happy with his time there, his play, uh, the performance, and it was, a, it was a, the, the, that was the only game they lost. Yeah, they otherwise they drew or or and they beat um, Turkey. Yeah, oh yeah, they beat Turkey. That's right. Okay, now this is news that uh, I don't know if Michael wants to hear, but it's uh, about Hope Solo. She has basically trashed the U.S. Uh, United bid, um, saying that they she doesn't she doesn't think Morocco should get it, but she definitely doesn't want United to, uh, the United group she, to get it. Does she work for the Does she work for the uh, the, the BC uh, provincial government? No, I don't know. Maybe Chicago. Um, uh, no, but she she was trying to, as everybody knows, she tried to become president of FIFA, uh, U.S. Soccer, sorry, and she finished fifth out of uh, five candidates. Um, a funny thing is, Victor Montagliani was in an interview, uh, and they asked her, him about this, and his response was, his response was that out of, outside the U.S., she, he doesn't think that very many people even know who Hope Solo is. Oh, oh probably not. That was his response. <laughs> I, it's actually accurate. I really don't think they probably do. Well, they probably think it's someone from Star Wars. She just had a movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, we talked about this earlier about that undercover sting. Ghana has been in, uh, uh, kind of uh, brought into this. They basically are being ri- at risk of being suspended from the 2026 World Cup vote. Because um, the because on Thursday, its government disbanded the FA. Oh yeah, based oh. on that because of white corruption made in that undercover documentary, the allegations also Im- implicated the federation president, who is a member of the FIFA Council. Yeah, and Ghana was po- uh, supposedly uh, voting for, um, I think it was uh, uh, Morocco. Obviously, oh, yeah, definitely fifty well, fifty. It's well known that Ghana is much like an academy in the United States or Canada. It's pay to play, so they have they have considerable issues over there. Now, one last thing: World Cup uh, a tracker, vote tracker. Um, this is uh, if, if we look at committed votes, it's twenty three to seventeen in favor of the United bid. If we look at if we count in the people that are leaning towards one side or the other, Morocco leads twenty six twenty four. Hundred and fifty seven are uncommitted at this point. Yeah, I've heard different numbers about that. Uh, I've heard some people say, "Yeah, the United is is." 
is going to win or is favored to win or whatever. And I've heard other people say, no, right now it's it's more like if you count, uh, let's say, 60% of the votes based on assumed and declared, then it's more like Morocco's ahead by that's 20, what you say, by 20 yeah. votes. Yeah. But you have to remember there's the third option now that's going to be on the ballot. Neither. Yes. Yeah. And from what I read today, if neither gets the, the most votes, they will put it out again and neither... America or Morocco or Arbed and Morocco can reapply. What about okay? So, if okay, this is perfect. So oh, if it, if neither wins, if neither wins, then then um, we can go for twenty thirty and pro- get to host it. The, the, pro- the province of BC could could bid and they could host all forty eight teams. Yes. Oh, that would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Or or Baffin Island, <laughs> just to give it a mention for the second show running. Because I went home and Googled to make sure it was in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, good good, for you. I just remember it from Tony Hancock in the 50s. Anyway, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird to think this time next week. Oh, yeah. I'll be in my bed in Oregon. But you guys will be here discussing whether Canada is hosting a World Cup. That's exciting. Can't wait. Or enraging. Mm. Actually, it's going to be... To me, it's a... It's a Excuse me. It's as a as a British Columbian, as a Cascadian, it's a lose. It's a lose. lose well, lose lose, or an upper Cascadian. Because if Canada wins, it's not in BC, and and that's an atrocious yes. thing. Like that should not have happened. Uh, especially when you consider, like I've talked to people from the CSA, and they were like, "Look, the what what was asked for was the exact same thing that was asked for for the Women's World Cup." And I know the governments have changed, yeah. but what was asked for has not changed. But the thing and, is, and when you look at what was done for the Women's World Cup, how did that go? That went fairly well. Yeah, I, I just think that the, the – I don't know why they had to be, make a big deal of who the government was. The government changes. It's going to change by the time mm-hmm. 2026 rolls around too. So I don't know why they had to commit now. They had to be have a committed group. But that's that's another yeah. story I mean, for another day. I, I'll, I'll be we'll honest. We'll talk about it next week. Th- there is a part of me that wants our bid not to get it. Because I'd like Vancouver to host, but we're not going to get it in 2030 because no. it looks like that's going to South America. In 2034, we'll be all dead. Yeah. In 2034, yeah. I'm not going to get it. I'm that not going to be. AFT. Oh, let's see. AFTN will be what? <laughs> Unless I give up my I'll milk, be, I, I'm not making it that far. I'll be like, yeah, sitting down in the cushy seats or something because I'll be so old. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be saying. No standing? Yeah, man. Oh, how oh, old will I be? Oh, no. It'll be like, welcome to the AFTN soccer show. Welcome to the AFT. <laughs> no, yeah. Welcome it, to the AFT. And so, yeah, so it's bad. Canada gets it. It's on a BC, which is a travesty. And Canada doesn't get it. And then the rest of Canadians don't. Or, or it's not. It's, it, the short distance of travel for us is is gone. Yeah. So I, it's a, it feels, for me, it feels like a lose-lose. I know that's selfish. Yeah, and no, world, I, I'm exactly the same. And like next week is our World Cup special. It would be good if the United bid is successful because I talked to Effie Juarez about what it would mean to Mexico to host another <laughs> World Cup. So that's going to be sad listening to that next week if that doesn't take part. But we'll, we'll make, make sure to mention that it was recorded before the vote. Yeah, but Stephen Zach will be here next week. We've got some good stuff coming up. You're going to hear from some players that are at the World Cup, not just Whitecaps guys, but some other guys from MLS as well. Some players that have played at the World Cup. And some players that are going to just be watching the World Cup. Steve, did you tell me we might bring guests? Might. Yes. Okay. Oh. We don't know yet. Excellent. We'll see. We're working on it. Look we'll forward to that. But anyway, that is it for this week's show. Thank you so much for listening. We have overrun once again. We'll cut out all the, the crap. So there won't we'll be, be much left. Yeah, we'll be there a 30-minute show. 
But just before we go, let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. For me, it's at Zachary AM, and I'm part of the movement Curva Collective. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. You can find me down the Oregon coast with my feet up, enjoying the beach with my 14-year-old faithful companion. I'm taking my dog. It's a well. dog. It's a dog. <laughs> I, got, oh, I wasn't your, sure if you were going to You're taking your wife that. too, right? Yeah, she's going as well. You can read our stuff away from the numbers, AFTN.ca. And we're going to have our latest extra podcast coming out this week. It's a it's cracker. A, it's another World Cup special. It's our preview show. Just before we get to our, our theme song, Zach's got one more thing he wants to say. Yeah, if you uh, if you want to watch the World Cup uh, match this Saturday, Croatia versus Nigeria, uh, it's a 12 o'clock kickoff, but the gathering will be at 11.30. And it's for, uh, if you just want to come watch the game, you're welcome to just come watch the game. But also, for those who are interested in uh, the next phase of trying to bring the, uh, the Canadian Premier League to the Fraser Valley. Uh, we, we'd love for you to come and hang out. And so that'll be at the Central City Brewing Pub in uh, in Surrey. You can check Facebook and Twitter for details for that. That's the problem with these short shows. We just don't have time to cover all this stuff. <laughs> anyway, so until next week, thanks for listening. Uh, take care and mourn the caps. <laughs> Going to your first match is an experience you never forget. The atmosphere of what's going on around the pitch looks beautiful and you always look and go, wow, I'd love to play here one day. If you get the bug, it's going to stay with you for life.